0: Heard somebody wanted some more podcast episodes.
1: You guys are fiending. The streets are just coming up to me with toasters and shit. like Crackhead Willie. I got this toaster, man. You try to give me some more of them podcasts, baby.
0: When's the last time we did one?
1: Oh, my God. It's been at least a month. Has it? And here's something, guys. it like three months. I do appreciate the fact that when we haven't podcast in a while, you guys are vocal about it. It means a lot. It really does. But also, like damn man like tv shows take whole fucking seasons off and stuff like we drop a podcast every week sometimes we gotta take a little break and get stuff done but
0: i mean right now i'm ready to fucking riot in the streets of skinwalker ranch because they ran out of episodes <laughs> and just left me on yep there's a fucking portal and here we are season three you gotta wait motherfuckers and hey, then i'm just like i can't wait this long
1: you're officially pretty much done with oak island huh
0: because I've, I've you moved. haven't
1: talked about it, but I could tell. It's like when you know so your homeboys broke up with a girl he was talking about a lot, and now you don't hear. Her, and it's no. skinwalker now is your new girl.
0: It, it's like it's like when you know you can't save your bro, so you just give up. You accept know, the fact that he's just gonna always be dating that dumbass bitch. That's how I am with with Oak Island. I'm just like, is there shit there? I don't fucking know. I know there is something there. Are they ever gonna find it? And with the Antiquities uh, Council and. And the the g- local government fucking regulating, they had to get a permit to even fucking scratch the surface. I or think on shows like that, they got They
1: got to introduce like villains, like they got to just make like the, ca- the yeah, county. Yeah, that's tax me. Collector. I'm gonna
0: show up there. I'm gonna fight that motherfucking shit talking asshole. Yeah, doesn't make you the villain. The villain's the one stopping them from digging.
1: Like I, I imagine they just have some like Canadian council guy, and he's like, "Oh, hey fellas, real sorry about everything, but uh." Uh, you know, it, it, it's a boot to shut down the operation if you don't bring me the permits, and then they cut it and edit it. And he's like, "You motherfuckers, I'll never let you find the treasure." And he's like, "That's not my voice." And they're like, just fucking editing and
0: dubbing over it. I want to fight the one dude who was so rude to me in the beginning of COVID when I texted him. Still, I don't know if you haven't been listening to the episode, you have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. So we don't we won't even go there. But it's been a month. A and month it feels yeah. like several months. I ain't gonna lie, I'm feeling I'm feeling a little hot and horny, my damn self. I am uh fucking here. It it just feels like so much has happened, but I mean, I don't know, like there was, there was one major thing that's happened and I guess we talked about, we were going there and, and that was to te- to Texas before we, the last episode, correct?
1: Yeah, before the last episode, we were bringing up that me, you, Rowdy and Courtney were going to fly out from Orlando and go to Texas. We were heading to Dallas because country artist Cole Wetzel was having a birthday party and he invited us and, uh. Even when he invited us, so heads up, and I know Co's crew listens to this, so I wanna once while, thank you guys big time for inviting us. We had such a good time. But also wanna bring up that when you guys invited us, you sent us like one link to bring like a certain amount of people, and we realized that if Mike just forwarded that link to me, mm-hmm. I could also come. So we were like stacking it up. We brought me, you, radio from Dallas ended up coming out. And it was it was a blast, guys. And we thank you guys so much for going out there. But the trip there itself was an adventure. I mean, first of all, If you guys don't already know, when anyone from the Sausage Castle goes anywhere, uh, Miguel Colon's uh, travel agency has to open up. Yeah. And so uh, every time I got to book a flight for everybody here, it's almost like it reminds me of when you go to Subway and the person in front of you has never fucking been to Subway before. Because I'm always like, hey, guys, send me your information. And everybody's like, okay. And they'll send like their first fucking name. Or like a it's picture. It's more like Doctor Evil.
0: You're like, oh, so you got to get back on the plane, do you? Are you responsible about that podcast?
1: Yeah. And it, it, every time we go somewhere, this entire crew kind of just expects that I'm going to be the responsibility sparrow of the entire uh,
0: trip. Oh, don't, hey, don't rowdy rob always send me, me some money from a flight, by the way. He I finished this. you up this week, man. All yeah, right, yeah he finished you All up, right, making sure.
1: So we booked it out. It was me, Courtney, Mike, Rowdy, Rob, and uh, we we packed up. Of course, Mike doesn't pack up, but Mike can't... So here's something you guys, I don't know if he's mentioned before. He can't go to sleep the night before a flight, and why is that?
0: I just get too much anxiety thinking about like me missing the fucking but flight. But you're not going to be in charge of getting there, waking up, or going there. <laughs> yeah, but you don't really wake up if you can't go to sleep, because I already have a sleeping schedule that's beyond fucked. I mean, I go to bed sometimes at 9, 30, 10, 11 a.m., so i gotta fucking make sure i fall asleep i already if i'm not going somewhere for multiple days i already like just know i'm entering delirious world the first day i go anywhere because i haven't slept and i've already like packed last minute got everything i need and then why everyone goes to sleep and and living in their normal fucking planned life i'm stressing like wait a minute fuck where's this oh shit and I, I just can't fucking seem to go to sleep before a flight because I'm afraid to miss one and I want to be prepared. And, and plus, you can always sleep on the flight anyways like I do. So that's before every I try at least.
1: I feel like I have to remind this crew what a carry-on is, what a personal item is. And well, what it doesn't help pad. my girlfriend,
0: Courtney, um, has only flown twice now. This yeah. is our second flight. She went to Mexico on her first time on a plane and then now to Texas.
1: This is Courtney. Uh, when we were getting ready for the flight. Uh, she's running around in roller skates In some goddamn fucking leopard outfit And she's like hey uh, She's like so what's going on with our flight And I was like alright you have One carry on bag and a personal Item Mike has a checked Bag a carry on and a personal Item and then she does this little Fucking circle in her roller skates And she's like I don't know what that means And I was like okay so you get A personal item a carry on And Mike has a carry on a personal and a check Bag she's like What is a check bag? And I'm like explaining it to her. And then she still has to go to Walmart and take pictures of every kind of bag and ask me, is this a check bag? Is this a carry-on bag? And this is the second time me and her have had to do this. Well, that's the part that
0: aggravates me about doing any type of event or traveling is that there's always either uh, uh, my girlfriend or it'll be like Aaron. He'll be like, yeah, hey, listen, I know tomorrow is like the beginning of a three-day event. I really got to go like across town to get my hair braided or according to be like yeah go get my i gotta go get a tan or i gotta get my eyebrows done or my my toes done i'm like listen we're not going on this trip this party or whatever is not fucking happening unless i'm able to stay up for the next three days and execute and pull miracles out of her ass and so what do you need your hair done for again like i'm just like i wish that was i wish my problem was that i i gave up a week into looking for cool uh fucking typical western shirts what was the sh-
1: no what were the shirts you wanted describe to them the shirts you wanted
0: it was like your fucking western it was like dumb and dumber went to a, a fucking rodeo you bar, wanted the long, you
1: wanted the long tassels
0: Th- they're called the fringe man you Miguel. wanted the fringe and the sequence. We ordered over three the- of them from God knows hey, what and, website, and, and they're still not here. And what kind of website? A month was ago. The, what kind of website was the only sites that had fringe stuff? Some like you know, like Wish, Trendy, fucking. It was a gay ass website. Oh, that's though. right, it was a gay site. All the dudes were wearing shit that I wanted to wear, but I was like. Ooh, I don't know about that one. That one's got a little too much fishnet in it. I don't know if took, I want that they, one. They
1: took every item that was like ninety nine percent cool and then made sure there was something in it It's that not
0: like, gay enough.
1: Yeah, that was just like like literally they were all these like onesies. So I thought it was this shirt at first. It was like this I was like, damn, that shirt's kinda fire. And then I saw it was literally went down to the dude's balls and oh, then yeah.
0: clipped in the middle. Oh yeah, that- that website definitely, I had to clear my fucking uh, Google history after that. Because I was looking for trendy Western shit, and it was like assless chaps and fringe from like hanging from the dick all I got the was, crotch. All I got was recommended Bad Bunny videos after watching that yeah. shit. <laughs> I, I fucking definitely got more comfortably comfortable with my sexuality after <laughs> watching, looking the, at that site. Yeah,
1: and here's the thing i've noticed too man like uh
0: gay dudes are always fit and not fat like us
1: always they would it would not they had nothing but like gorgeous super fit models for all the clothes and then they had the balls to say some of the clothes went up to like 4x Lies. but i'm looking at the dude wearing it and i'm like there's no way this skin tight fucking dick hugging onesie goes to 4x uh, there's no way possible. Yeah. And then and then what? What do you, do you remember? They were any- just
0: thrown in our face, like, "Hey, you fat straight fucks! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you see this badass shirt with all this goddamn fringe? Well, dream on, you fat straight fuckers! Hey, you
1: fat boy! If you fucking wanted pussy, you'd get all the pussy with this shirt, and you're never gonna get it because it doesn't come in size cholesterol, you
0: fat greasy fuck! Yeah, we don't have a size diabetes, you pieces of straight shit! Yeah, it would get it was- off our gay site. And leave our stop appropriating our fucking gay Western culture. <laughs> take your back ass take your ass back to Amazon where you belong, you fatties. Yeah, literally like right
1: when I was on this site, it was automatic I was automatically like, oh, this is Amazon. This isn't try it before you buy it. This this shirt's well, gonna
0: come in a tube. Miguel, you mentioned like this exclusive link to this party. So we had this magical night with Co Wetzel and his whole crew. Shout out to Dre and everyone else. Um and it was such a magical night that they're like, Yo, you should come The coast 30th birthday and we're like hell yeah we're probably all all wasted and we're just like in this magical fucking moment and i don't normally try to commit to things months away but we committed to this and as time went on we'd get these emails from this like special link and it said hey guys um the theme is going to be <laughs> New Orleans Summer Nights. New Orleans Summer Nights. That's what they said the theme was. And I was like, oh, uh, so you want me to dress up like a, a guy who's about to get mugged? Yeah. I was like, or a, a giant rat or a, a, a prostitute is has been pissed on in an alleyway somewhere? A dude laid in a puddle of his own piss and blood while two cops drink coffee next to him? I like, was like, Miguel, I'll just dress up like a giant Mardi Gras bead with vomit all over it, and that'll be me fucking.
1: I, I was just looking at covers of No Limit albums, and I was like, what was Holly Grove wearing <laughs> at this point, yo?
0: Man, yeah. So uh here's the thing. we found nothing like any of that. And at one point, we were so frustrated over being fat and not <laughs> knowing what the fuck a New Orleans summer night is, even though I was born there. I was like, "No, nah, fuck this. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna wear whatever the fuck I can." And one of the missions was I was traveling all over fucking New Orleans, and we thank God we had a rent a rent a car. Oh,
1: don't jump, don't. J- Don't time jump. We haven't even got there yet. We're talking about how fat I am right now. That's appropriate to me fucking figuring things out. No, no, I'm not going to do this to the audience. They're not going to have to figure out what, what, like, at the end of this, like, it's Westworld's first season, and they're like, holy fuck. All of that happened in the past.
0: Well, I, I thought I was. You know, no, we'll get to that. The, the, it was a fucking appropriate uh, subject. At no, the time. we'll, we'll uh, trust me. Trust me. I'm gonna lead this expedition. Trust you. You didn't. You didn't have to go to big and talls all across Dallas. Okay. <laughs> you didn't go <laughs> to Cavenders get, twenty damn times. I will get us to Cavenders? But hey, so first of all,
1: we're shopping on New Orleans summer nights, uh, which led us to the gayest websites possible, which led us to fashion that Mike loves. Some of it, but there was like leather pants, and he's like, "What size do they come in?" And I'm like, "Large." That was it, and these dudes had these bubble asses, so you know what? None of this was going to fit us. No. And so we couldn't get any cool swanky gear, so we ended up... I I Amazon some stuff. Rowdy Rob, of course, he just whipped out his Texas collection that he has just in his closet ready to go at all moments. Courtney bought something with Sequence from
0: Sheen. Well, so he thought he was ready at all moments, because I guess he barely woke up, and you could still see the sleepy in his eye. Oh, yeah. And as we're pulling in to the fucking... To the damn uh, TSA line. Well, yeah. I just happened to look at his backpack, and he had like a little like net mesh thing, and there was a fucking a pocket knife sitting there. And I'm like, "Yo, what, hey, you got, hey!" I was like, Ooh. "I was like, all right, let me let me say this at a non-TSA threatening moment." I was like, "Hey,
1: uh, you have a knife hanging out of your back, of your pocket." Well, let me kind of clarify this. We get to the airport. Rowdy Rob has eaten shrooms, so Rowdy Rob, it's six thirty in the morning, and Rowdy Rob's like, "This is a good time to eat shrooms." So he's eating shrooms. He's got shrooms in his bag, and
0: uh, he's, I thought y'all were doing shrooms on the way back.
1: No, 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 no. You got. I'm gonna have to lead this adventure because I got you. No, he ate shrooms on his own on the way there. So Rowdy Rob is tripping shrooms. Also on the whole ride there, we had a fired up mic discussing uh, uh, Skinwalker
0: Ranch. Like it was, it was a, it was a long Skinwalker Ranch well, conversation. Maybe you'll one day put some fucking respect on it, Miguel.
1: Well, as we get to the airport, Rowdy Rob's tripping shrooms, right? Uh, we're at an airport, couple guys in line recognize Mike, man, we're talking and stuff like that. It's like a good, fun vibe. And then we're about 16, 17 people from going through the TSA actual checkpoint, and that's when Mike sees Rowdy Rob's knife still in his bag. Hey, remember, he's got shrooms in his bag, too, so it's not a good look to get popped for a knife. So Mike brought it up to Rob, and then I nonchalantly, with them covert skills, got the knife, throw it in the garbage can, bone, night Done. And then we throw our bags on the fucking uh, machine, the x-ray machine. And everything's cool. Courtney's bag goes through. Mike's bags go through. My bag goes through. Rowdy's bags, they stop. And they take them to the side. He's got this big old Louie bag and this book bag. And they take it to the side. Now, Rowdy, he's a little shaken because he tells me at this point now, he's like, I got a bunch of shrooms in that bag. And I'm like, okay. Maybe there's not a problem. And then the TSA guy walks up to Rowdy and he's like, are these your bags? And Rowdy's like, you know, that point where you're thinking, is it better to just fly to Texas with nothing and just say, nope, <laughs> I'm just going to Texas with what I got in my pockets. But he's like, yeah, those are my bags. And the TSA guy goes, OK, hold on. And he puts the bag down. And he unzips, and while he's unzipping it, he's, like, making eye contact with Rowdy. And you can tell Rowdy's assholes puckered so fucking tight at this moment. And he's, like, holding his breath. And remember, he's tripping balls. And the TSA dude goes into Rowdy's Louis bag and pulls out a fucking tall boy Miller Lite that Rowdy had in his goddamn bag. And he's like, you know, you can't fly with this. And Rowdy's like, my bad. And then he throws it away. And then hands Rowdy a bag loaded with mushrooms <laughs> to take to Texas without even giving a fuck or noticing them. And so that was the first of the Rowdy Rob's many mishaps on this Texas trip. And then we got on the plane, and uh, as Mike calls it, we had booked ourselves white trash first class, which is the exit row. Where you got it, it's better than first class because you got all the room over there for like hundreds of dollars less. But. Uh, I didn't realize the one Rowdy had had that jump seat, so the flight attendant is looking at, sitting in front of Rowdy, like knee to knee the whole time uh, they're with each other. But when you're in that uh, exit row, you know what they do? They come around and they ask you, uh, in an event of emergency, are you going to be able to help? And so they go to Mike, you know, in the event of emergency, you be able to help. He's fine. Courtney's fine. I'm fine. They get to Rowdy and they're like, in the event of emergency, are you going to be able to help? And Rowdy's tripping balls at this moment. And so all he does is he just kind of like nods. He's got his cowboy hat on and shit. And they're like, sir, I need you to say it. In the event of emergency, are you going to be able to help? And he just nods like faster. Like, like this is it. And the, the guy's like, sir, you've got to vocalize it. And then Rowdy looks over to Mike as though he's looking at his papa. As like his dad's going to be the one to help him. And he, tells, he looks at Mike and he's like, yes. <laughs> like he's waiting for them to tell him he did good. And then for the duration of the flight, we've lost Rowdy Rob. He's basically tripping balls on a plane, staring at some flight attendant who's sitting in front of him. And I think Mike, you slept through the flight. I slept through the flight too.
0: I tried, but I don't understand what's the purpose of doing shrooms on a flight.
1: I don't get it either. Like I've never been like, yo, you know what'll make me relax. I've never flight? done shrooms,
0: so I don't know. Maybe well, it's maybe it's awesome. Look, heard, man, look, heard good things about it.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of fun when you have a lot of things to interact with. I've never wanted to be like, ooh, you know what would be fun? tripping balls locked in a seat where i can't go anywhere having nothing to look at and having to follow very strict rules when you trip balls you want to be somewhere where it's loosey-goosey like a festival where if you accidentally whip your dick out people are just laughing like look at his dick you don't want to be at an airport where getting up when they say you can't could land you in airport jail
0: yeah i I don't know like I've been drugging myself with NyQuil the last couple of flights. You drank a bottle of NyQuil before the flight, didn't you? Yeah, and I started having problems before I got to the terminal. I was like, ooh, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I started getting, getting a little tired, tired, and I could see myself slowing down. I was like, hey. And granted, I haven't fucking slept yet either, so I've been up for over 24 hours, and I've dosed myself of NyQuil. I took the NyQuil pill, and then I drank the bottle. So I was—I don't remember really being in the air very long, but I'd be damned if I don't wake up for my fucking free soda and crackers. Yeah, you guys, and I didn't wake up for my shit, man. Got they got you? They did. That's like that's like a thirty-dollar value on that ticket. That's but, what they're really charging you but for. I
1: woke up and I that's saw why I'm the. That's mine. Oh shit, Mike! Remember who was sitting next to me on the flight too? Who? Air Marshal. Remember? Oh you were, yeah. And I'm hey, I'm high as fuck because I did eat some edibles. And so Mike's looking at me and he looks at me guys and he's like, he's like like whispering air yep. marshall and I'm like across this dude who's there I'm whispering back to Mike but not whispering kind of saying and I'm like I'm not on mushrooms and he's like air marshall and I'm like I, I didn't do mushrooms rowdy did mushrooms <laughs> like, I'm like I'm covering my
0: face like oh my god <laughs> and
1: Mike looks so disgusted at me and I'm thinking to myself chill out bro I didn't do my rowdy did the mushrooms and Mike's like air marshall and I'm like, I don't, I don't have any more mushrooms. And then he texts me, and I'm like, because we haven't got on the air yet. And then I look, and the text says, air marshal. And I'm like, oh,
0: shit. The guy, <laughs> the guy sitting next to you was an air marshal. I could totally tell. He was like one of the first people on the flight. He wasn't sitting in first class. He was sitting by emergency exit. He was very, very government official-looking, and he definitely had a bulge on him. And I'm not talking about his crotch. And, uh, but what he didn't have, fellas, was any mushrooms. Yeah, and he was sitting in the aisle, too, yeah. so that's a big Air giveaway. Air I don't have mushrooms. Bro. Air marshals always sit in, in the fucking... Uh, they don't want to take up the first class, so they'll sit in those fucking handicap fucking...
1: Plus, nothing's emer- going to pop off in first class. Yeah. They're not in first class. They're not like, oh, shit, you know what Al-Qaeda's going to do? Spend $2,500 on a flight to blow that building up. You know, you know that there's some dude... In, like, the Al Qaeda, like, fucking uh, finance department, who's like, and hey, I got you your seat. And he's like, oh, perfect. Where am I? It's Middles. Fucking middle. I'm going to sacrifice my life. I can't get a fucking aisle.
0: Yeah. You would know? think. You would think. <laughs> you would think. Uh, but I woke up,
1: and Air Marshal had, uh, you know, those, what are those delicious ass, like, brown shortbread cookies you get on a plane? Be- be- not Velveeta. I think they're like Bivita or something like that.
0: They're like cinnamon-ish. Yeah, like 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 cinnamon, gingerbread,
1: cinnamon, yeah. Shit. There were two packs next to him and two sodas, and I woke up, and I was like, motherfucker. Like, I slept through all of the drink and and snack
0: service. You know what's funny is that I used to run this, like, hustle because I used to be like, nah, don't give me, like, the cup with the ice and then the splash of the soda. I want the whole can. Yeah. Well, I guess they give the cans now. They nowadays, give you though. the whole can, no matter what. But I still am stuck in my ways. I'm like, yeah, the, can I get the whole can? They're like, yes, yeah, sir. Oh, uh, uh, you're gonna get the whole can. We give everyone the whole can. I was like, yeah, the whole can, whole can, yeah. <laughs> and I get all like, don't you be fucking trying to jip me out of my fucking can now.
1: That's like when we took Mike to go see Jack, or when Mike, we all went, and he took us to go see Jackass Four. Uh, we went to this theater, and you know, we were picking our seats. And you hadn't seen that like assigned seats in theater. No nah, cuz
0: I I've I've only been to the movie theater probably in the last 20 years, no bullshit, 6 times. Wow. And that's incl- one of the movies I was, you know, a part of working on and and was there at a Hollywood Chinese Grum Theater premiere yeah, shit. Yeah, premiere. So, and the other one was a horrible movie. I I had to go fucking see Twilight and I was fucking pissed. So I pissed all over the fucking theater. As is
1: expected.
0: Yeah, which is fucked up, but I was young and dumb, you know, and I was angry. Twilight, you still had to be like 25. (laughs) I was still, I was drunk as fuck. (laughs) 25 was a different. My PC twenty five was a drunk dangerous, as fuck's a whole other crazy story. fuck.
1: Drunk as fuck, if and I was I could, angry
0: at my girlfriend because this bitch made me go do this, watch this shit. If
1: I'm drunk as fuck and I piss anywhere, I owe you for the
0: damages. I would have shitted on fucking Twilight. That's how much I hated. Well, it.
1: I'm like, but please don't make me feel like an asshole for pissing. I was drunk as fuck. I owe you for the damages. Let's all agree. I'll fluff a little on top for the cleanup. What kind but- of
0: vampire movie doesn't show one goddamn titty? <laughs> they 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 fucking baited me in thinking there's all these like young hot fucking starlets did you think twilight there. was gonna be full of titties oh my god i was like yo there's gonna be some there's gonna be some fucking nice titty shots in these scenes some vampire fucking rah, like squeezing some fucking thangs, vampires them things vampires are very
1: sexually degenerate though you know
0: are, like, are they, vampires the rapists of the monster community i
1: would have feel so like vampires like like Because you remember this, they always seduce people to come chill with them and they end up vamping them anyway, which is kind of like an R. Because they're like, hey, come to my house, have a cocktail. Like werewolves, here's the thing. I want to suck your dick. The thing about werewolves is like, werewolves are like, Uh, everybody uh. get the fuck out of (laughs) here. Like, Werewolves are that dude that knows he can't handle his drinks, but you make him party. Cause werewolves are always like, chain me the fuck up and get out of this goddamn house, cause it's gonna be horrible. And vampires are like, nah, Rebecca, come hang out. It'll be just me and you. We'll have a couple cocktails and then fucking he's aring her.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like when I when I heard a comedian or someone talk about Pepe Le Pew. Basically, he was like, oh, a, a Dave rapist. Chappelle. Dave Chappelle talks like, about it. Yeah, my, it blew my mind. I was like, oh my god, this whole time. Yeah, we've been we've been watching fucking Looney Tunes. Being subliminally told to be creeps. Yeah, they're pushing it.
1: It's Some an people agenda. just stop
0: never stop playing the creep game.
1: mm especially vampires. So remember that, everybody. Yeah. Werewolves don't want to do it. And vampires are like, oh, your friends are gonna call you a whore if they find out, you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, so we land in Texas. We get to Texas. And uh, nothing nothing fucking aggravates me more. I want to if you ever if you ever think if you could ever imagine Mike Busey being a part of a mass shooting, it's gonna it would be on an airplane when everyone stands the fuck up. Oh, right. When, when you lands? just land and they just stand there with their asshole in your fucking face. Yeah. I'm like, bitch, you just came from the back of the plane. How the fuck I, and you don't even have your, uh, your shit from the overhead compartment yet. Here's the thing. And I, you're just, stalled. it's like dookie train back the yeah. fuck up. And
1: you smell, have you ever smelled people's body? Like the jeans, yes, jeans have a sweat guy.
0: smell. I was saying shit, I was like, bro, you got to put armpit juice on player. You got curry goat coming from <laughs> your goddamn armpit.
1: And I think this, man, if we're going to board planes by section, we're going to exit by section too.
0: I, I just think that there's like, it needs to be school bus shit. When you're on a school bus when you're a kid, and every seat was slightly in front of another one. So, if the seat is in front, it gets up and goes, then you stand up. I don't want to fucking, nothing drives me more crazy on a plane when it lands. Ding, the light yeah. comes on. Everyone, you all you hear is, yeah. Sh- 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 Everyone unbelting their fucking seats. And then they're just sh- sh-. popping up the fucking overhead and tra- It's like a race. I'm like, yo, you're not going to get out any fucking faster. Sit the fuck down. Yeah motherfuckers sorry no it's a, I, it's I, a worthy I, rant i need to talk about it i, I think the news, i think they need to be fucking executed the moment they fucking get out the plane
1: like just pop i'm just like yeah. i'm sitting in an exit row you sure we can't just pop this bitch open i'll just hop right out the side on that cool ass slide Everybody secretly in the emergency exit doesn't want an emergency happen but really does want to hop on that slide
0: you know that it was fucking- funny it's funny you say that there was this uh, gay student who who strapped in right next to me, uh, in front of the, the emergency exit sign and one of his you know how every uh student has like their spill and then they have they throw in the extra little yeah. swag? He goes, Oh, and by the way, in case I'm unconscious, someone be politely enough to throw me down the slide, preferably feet first. And yeah. then I was like, Oh man, I like you. <laughs> I like you.
1: Remember, we had that gay flight attendant. When we were going to Columbia, and uh, he was dope as fuck. He was the one uh, who had his own travel blog and
0: stuff. No, like I don't that. remember Miguel because I think someone drugged me. Uh, we
1: drugged you on the way to
0: Columbia. Yeah.
1: Oh, just in case you guys have never heard that podcast, uh, Tim Valley shot out, uh, gave Mike a Xanax, telling Mike it was a Mexican, like a Mexican, like flight relaxing. He basically made up a story and poor Mike Busey because that does mean Mike Busey was drugged, who didn't want to be. But he basically told... People Mike, have
0: definitely drugged me before. He
1: told Mike, he's like, yeah, this is like a, a Mexican relaxing pill.
0: Uh, <laughs> I'm like thinking it's like a, a fucking uh, uh, drammumine like yeah, for yeah, motion yeah. sickness
1: <laughs> or something. Yeah, he told me would help him with his motion sickness. And the best part about that flight was Mike had the whole, whole fucking fucking uh, Zanny. Uh, never done drugs in his life before, Mike Busey. and gets a Xanax, has one crown royal. Uh, hasn't slept Hasn't eaten And Mike's looking at us laughing He's like wobbly He's like I can't believe This crown's got me so wobbly And he's joking with us Like what is it I didn't eat I didn't sleep And everybody you know Is in on the joke Except for Mike And then we go to get up To get on the flight And he's like wobbly He's like whoa
0: It felt good I was like bro I'm a boy
1: And then next you know We landed And
0: Mike was sucking cocks Like what well, Give me some more Of the Mexican Dramamine <laughs> <laughs> I'll
1: shoot your old Fucking family
0: If I don't get any <laughs> <laughs> I joined the cartels <laughs> <laughs> smuggling fucking mexican xanax or some shit hey
1: what does it feel like if a, if a heroin balloon pops in your butt <laughs> i'm feeling some leakage art what do you think but yeah so we landed and then also shout out we got the enterprise upgrade which is always a big deal uh which was really cool because we were gonna have some like a small ass jeep
0: i want to say thank you to my sister I, happy, happy birthday
1: to happy my birthday sister amanda who hooked us up with the enterprise
0: thank you uh, i love you
1: we got a dope ass tahoe And so uh, the first adventure we have, we land in the airport, we get there early, we got to drive like fucking 30 minutes on the shuttle to go pick up a rental car, too. It's hot
0: as fuck. I fell asleep during that motherfucking flight, too. Yeah.
1: And then we get to the rental car place, boom, we got a rental car, and... Our first objective now, Mike, is to find you clothes in
0: Texas. Dun, dun dun dun
1: dun And man, I Texas had a lot of fat people, so I don't know why we were having such a problem yeah, fucking all this, clothes oh, for it's, us.
0: Everything's bigger in Texas, my dick. Yeah, because we took my Mike. My dick d- was with, still small in Texas, so are your fucking clothes. What was the what was the first place we went to? Cavendars.
1: Cavenders.
0: We pulled in there, fucking tumbleweeds in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. we'll walk in hello well, well they're like you can tell they don't want to say hi to us they're like yeah oh hello welcome to cavenders yeah robotic and here's the thing they didn't even have
1: hats that could fit mike
0: no my i found i did find out that i'm in the eights so whatever if any of y'all are familiar with hat sizes for i don't i guess cowboy hats i'm an eight or or higher you couldn't guess, find me one yeah
1: my guess if he'd get a rattlesnake headband they're like maybe an
0: anaconda <laughs> come on son. i've not been fat snakes. shamed i've been fucking head shamed yeah Dick shit. and they
1: weren't even—they weren't even like fucking uh, like punks. Like, like basically, when we were like, "Hey, is there anything like for him?" They're just like,
0: "No." Mexican dude behind it. Oh, I could call my cousin. Uh, maybe he can make something for you. He's I was like, like "Oh, I got—I need it today."
1: Yeah, he's like, "Maybe a poncho." <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe I get this cactus and cut it up and put it on your fucking big ass American head,
1: motherfucker. I'm gonna go ahead and cut armholes out of this
0: deer, and you just put the deer cactus on. I was ready for it because I was like. What did you I've, want I've been, in been your been head? Some fancy ass swag. So out in your shit. head, if you could have had anything, from Zorro me. meets like John Elway, Aquinnaswood <laughs> a, a, a meets Zorro meets like Dumb and Dumber meets like Liberace meets like. How
1: many? Where's this meeting? A lot of me- where's this
0: meeting happening? Right inside of me. I want. I had a lot of room in my big ass head. I had. I had this like this idea that I was gonna be like this country western Elvis look. <laughs> Clint Eastwood with fucking
1: sparkles and tassels. Yeah, I
0: wanted to be like with a little bit of a splash of Elton John on the side. You know, a little fucking Rocket Man in that motherfucker, some rhinestones. What were you shit? gonna do, pants wise? Because you don't wear jeans. Oh yeah, I was like, I-, I pretty much got forced to like scour all over Dallas-Fort Worth area.
1: If you could have found anything, though, what were you gonna wear pants wise? If you could have made this outfit with your Elvis, fucking Johnny Cash colors, uh, you know, fucking oh, man, uh, I would
0: have had like a some sweet ass fucking spurs on some boots some fucking i would have had some nice tight pants i mean my fucking hog look fat (laughs) Fat moose knuckle fucking hog squeezers. <laughs> some pee-pee squeezers from hog Texas. Squeezers.
1: I want some Texas hog squeezers.
0: <laughs> yeah. I wanted them. I was I was feeding hey, for that's them. That's our next shirt that we're making. Texas hog squeezers. Every time I open the door these places had a little bell, like were you gonna ca- were you gonna have me Show me ca- your hog squeezers? <laughs> I need them big, real big. Are you gonna have me come around with a leaf blower and a tumbleweed? Every time you walked into a building, I'm like The <laughs> tumbleweed rolls Bro, in Every time I walked in, you could tell they were like oh what do we have a couple of these motherfuckers were not good at keeping their face because they were like one of these guys was definitely on what's that a uh, popular show uh, was, uh, uh, queer the, eye for the show no no fuck, <laughs> The uh, it's like a gold rush show um is it gold rush no what's what is it no what's the other show tombstone not tombstone what's the show yellowstone yellowstone yeah like one of those dudes like the dude on yellowstone with the handlebar mustache and shit he was like I, this morning called me queer as I walked in. <laughs> I was like, sir, don't let this Hawaiian shirt fool you. I am from Florida,
1: okay, player? And that is the thing, too, though. When we go places, there's a lot... Because remember, this is
0: generally how it looks when we go places. Uh, you know... They break their necks. They yeah. drop their, draw, their jaw, and they go... What the hell because is Co- that?
1: Courtney's got something little sparkly. Here's the thing. Whatever Courtney looks stereo- like,
0: goddamn Jano J- Ben Ram- b- John Ben Ban- Ban- <laughs> Ramsey. <laughs> b- 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 that's
1: all, folks. She look like <laughs> no, Ramsey. John- whatever.
0: John Benay Ramsey. Yeah, whatever. Put I didn't kill respect. that dumb dead kid. I Wasn't <laughs> me. <What laughs> I wasn't looking for that dead child. I wasn't looking for it. You know the little fucking like the glamour shot, <laughs> <What> John Bene <laughs> Ramsey. Courtney look- looks like John Benay. <laughs> <Ramsey. laughs> she got she got some Sheen outfit on. She bought from China. And she looked like she just entered a fucking team pageant <laughs> fucking contest little, with a cowboy little, hat on with furs. Miss Arizona. And shit. You know? Yeah, like This is Miss Arizona. She hey, likes to tap dance. <laughs> and then and then He like, has
1: risen. And then you got he Rob
0: come. as Miguel says, I'm the wrong kind of white. And you got Rob, he's way too dark to be yeah. fucking white. And then you come in. I got DJ Khaled, chain on basketball shorts, some yeah, Wu Tang shirts. Disgusted from the get go. <laughs> Nothing about us says, hey man, these are the kind of people we want in Texas. You can see they're taking a deep breath behind a counter, like, I need this job. Hello, welcome to Cavenders. <laughs> May I help you? Fat, fu- I mean, uh, p- uh, people, the people, fuck a acquir- I mean, uh, <laughs> you- can
1: I help you? Hey, little girl blink twice
0: if they got you kidnapped.
1: Courtney's just sitting there looking at them all and she's like, I flew on an airplane.
0: You can find me behind the woodshed. I'll be buried four feet northeast. Look for the trash
1: bag. And then here's the thing I gotta say. I I gotta give Courtney a shout out on this. Sometimes we've had this talk before, Mike courtney's adorable because she's oblivious to like well she's not oblivious she's adorable because she knows she don't know shit and never been anywhere so she's got this big smile and as we're like passing by like texas fast food chain she's like "Ooh, i never been one of those (laughs) it's like you ain't never been anywhere motherfucker yeah (laughs) remember when she told us she was like hey man if there's a chance can we go to a walmart and i was like yeah what do you need at a walmart she's like i just want to see a texas walmart
0: <laughs> like, it is very very adorable and uh it is one of the, the the blessings of taking your girlfriend who's lived in a small town her whole life and hasn't had shit and never done shit because um th- no guy wants to take a girl to somewhere cool or fancy and she's like Oh, yeah, you know, I know Bob. He's the VIP manager here. Like, what the fuck? How do you know Bob? Yeah. Like, we're in Texas, bitch. How do you know him? And, guys, if if you fucking really out out there in these streets and you're doing your thing and, and you're trying to oppress a lady, you don't want your lady fucking had gone everywhere and yeah. done everything. Yeah. Like, you start getting kind of some type of way in your feels if, if you go places in the fucking the bottle service guy, like, knows your girl and their friends. No, like, my, my chick don't be knowing nobody outside of fucking Florida. She she know an auntie or two in the hills of Tennessee somewhere, some shit. But, you know, it, it is an exciting thing to take my girlfriend places and have her get excited about some dumb shit, you know? And, and, and I get dumb. I get excited about I I spent three days bitching about I want to go take a photo next to this giant-ass eyeball in downtown Dallas. <laughs> and
1: then the thing was, was cute about it with Mike, too, is. He would casually bring it up because, you know, what the thing was this? Mike didn't want to make this trip his trip. This was all of our trip, you know, Yeah. but he, it would be like an obscure time. It's like 4.57 in the afternoon. We're all like, no, remember at night we went at, to which, uh, daily a daily plaza, was like three in the morning. Hey, but it'd be like 4.57 in the afternoon and we'd be like, what do you guys uh, you want to do? You want to go to the pool or maybe get something to eat? He's like, yeah, we go to the pool, get something to eat. I don't know if you guys want to see that eye.
0: <laughs> we're like no, we don't want to see the eye. <laughs> Did she just text me a photo? I you a photo of Javaday Ramsey. You should have got the one of her in the hat. There wasn't act. one. I couldn't find it. Oh, I mean, there probably blasphemy. is one, but yeah. If I knew how to spell her name, I would look it up so Ooh, fast. That
1: one was a search that I just put. It turned up like seven Haitian people because I was like Jean Barney. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, fucking. I was like, yo. Um, I know, like, we're passing right by this, and I've been there before, but I kind of want. Kind of want to go see Daily Plaza and and see if there that that X on the road is still there and, so, it, and and it wasn't it was a when I was there many many years ago I want to say like 2008 I remember laying down in the fucking street like an asshole and taking a photo as like traffic is like because it was kind of a hill it kind of comes up on a little hill so
1: seeing the picture
0: yeah I, <laughs> and uh, I fucking. You know, was like, hey, guys. And, and normally, Rowdy Rob bitches about everything. Rowdy
1: like, Rob did. Oh, so to bring this he up. He did really well. He did well. But Rowdy Rob. Until. Uh, no, well, well, here's the thing, too. Uh, Rowdy Rob criticized me because I missed I missed the exit. So I missed oh, the
0: exit. Hold on. Let me take over this yeah. one. So we we had Miguel driving most of the time. Thank you yeah, very much. Thank you. And I heard Rob and him going at it every time. Yo, what are you doing? Hey, what are you doing? Hey. At one point, we got we got onto a, an exit, and it was completely backed up. to where we literally hit reverse, and then did a three point turn, and,
1: and went down
0: the went wrong way on a ramp. And I
1: only did it because I didn't want to hear Rob's fucking mouth anymore. Yeah, it
0: it was getting a little tense because
1: we got on the exit. We got it. Rob's like, "What are you doing?" You, you, so I took the first exit to our place, but we was there's a better one, and Rob knew. Rob's got real good direction. I'm not gonna lie. So he took. he's like, no, you should have just taken the, the second exit. And I was like, I just took the first one. And he's like, no, we're stuck in traffic. And we were stuck there. We were stuck there for about 10 minutes, and we would have been stuck there forever. But he would not stop talking shit. And it was 3 o'clock in the morning, and Rob's drunk, and he's just sitting there. And he blacks out, wakes up, and comes back just John to talk Dave shit. Ramsey. And then, <laughs> all I heard in my headphones was John Van Rams. I so, to do this. <laughs> sweet to text. So Fucking Rob... Jess is talking shit the whole time. And we're on it. We're on it on a, on a, on a like a, an overpass on the wrong exit, stuck still with trucks in front of us, and he won't stop. So finally I said, "Fuck it." I put the SUV in reverse, three-pointed turn while cars are all stuck behind us and everything, and just drove down the highway going the wrong way until I could turn around the exit. Just so I wouldn't hear any more shit from Rob. Because if you've ever had Rob just shit-talking, you know it won't end. It's 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 a drunken fucking nightmare. And I was like, fuck. But this would happen the whole rest of the trip, man. The whole rest of the trip would be Rob drunk, shit-talking something. I will bring up, and I'll bring this up later on the story. There was a fucking redeeming moment for me the night of this trip where I took off. But... That was the first day we got there, and it was good. We also went out. We, we checked in with our homeboy Radio. Pretty much holds the keys to Dallas. Radio
0: Rahim is a fucking entertainment music mogul who we don't really know what else he does because we know it ain't coming off from music. But we ain't here to talk Mm-mm. shit. But if my man is hustling, he has got some of the most fascinating. Well, I we took my to objects that I would like. I just need to tell him, hey, if you ever die, like, can you just? Pass it over to a person who will properly display them To and, help and you value guys understand and,
1: He lives in a very high end subdivision But you wouldn't expect What he has in this subdivision It's just a very nice high end It's a end normal sub-
0: but yeah. upper scale subdivision But you go down this back alley Of this subdivision And then there's like this Waco, Texas Like j- a taller than usual f- uh, Like wall it's fence It's like a 10
1: foot fence Yeah, yeah,
0: And that's because he has fucking tons of exotic animals
1: And cars
0: and cars. We I thought there was a party when we pulled in. He, he and he pulled in and his whole gate like little like choo-choo. back then we go in and like, Oh damn, there's a party going on. He's like, Nah, these are just my car. And
1: no lie, there's nine cars. Nine exotic yeah. fucking dope ass cars. He even has One his, of them, what's that thing called? The Barabbas? The fucking uh the G Wagon?
0: Yeah. I don't know what it was, but y'all it was it's worth a lot of money. It's like a million dollar fucking car or something. Yeah.
1: Sure. So, you get through this fucking car museum, like you're at, you're like, it's basically like you're a baby from Cash Money's driveway. Yeah. You get through this car museum, and mind you, his backyard
0: is an acre? Like, (laughs) it's like, it's maybe the size of four of these podcast studios.
1: How many 7 Elevens? That's one 7 Eleven. Yeah,
0: it's one set, his backyard is the size of one 7 Eleven.
1: One 7 Eleven big. So, mind you, he's got nine cars, and then all these exotic animals, Lynx cats.
0: Giant tortoises, some kangaroos, some fucking some tur- tortoises got way huge ass dicks. I mean, uh, their their necks, their heads, yeah. look like an old shrivelly dick. But if they were like two hundred year old fucking tortoises,
1: he had. We saw a kangaroo and an otter get in a fight right in front yeah. of us.
0: Yeah, like, I was I was stressing that because I know Courtney, she's kind of clumsy, and she was by the door. I'm like, oh, yeah. here goes the fucking otter and kangaroo gonna be yeah. roaming the streets of Texas. <laughs> Courtney left the door open. Yeah, she she was like kind of standing in the hallway a little bit too long. And I was like, hey, close that door. Don't and, step on that goddamn! I was like afraid she was gonna trip over a tortoise or some shit. And then
1: he took us to a room which was like the size of a walk-in closet, and all around you were snakes and lizards. He had a Gila monster, and y'all know Rob. If you know Rob, Rob can't handle snakes. No, Rob can't handle snakes, man. And like that's why I'm like, you got a rattlesnake snake head man, and you'll run from a fucking snake.
0: So, so that's just like we haven't even got into the house yet. Where we we the car museum of exotics, uh, we go in through some fucking. Animal Sanctuary. There's fucking all these cute-ass little fucking rivers and koi yeah. ponds and shit and Zen Gardens everywhere. He's got a grotto. Fucking yeah, he's got pool. like a Playboy
1: grotto with a pool with a slide. Uh, last t- The best thing was, last time we were in Dallas when me, Rob, and Poop Boy brought the bus over there for Struggle. Uh, you know, Raheem's like, and hey, here's the thing, Radio Raheem, he's a black dude, smooth, cool. And I'm just going to go out there. You know how like, smooth, cool black dudes have a pool, but you don't know if they've ever used it? Uh, he was like, "Y'all got this pool. If y'all want to dip your feet in, whatever." We got there. Me, Rob, and Poop Boy had our swimsuits and everything on. What ass niggas. Three hours. Laps. Three hours into the pool, he kept being like, "Hey, if y'all want to go do something else," we're like, "Nope, <laughs> no motherfucker." I'm a Florida kid we're who hasn't been Florida. to the pool we in like a couple days. We yeah. like to soak. Yeah. We
0: like to marinate, and our and the dudes stew it up. So we got in the house, man,
1: and then this is where I knew Mike was gonna love it even uh, more. I
0: already had new cause he radio. It's a very uh, kind, generous individual who has blessed me. He's, he's given me a uh, pirate treasure, silver pirate treasure coin from the Tocha. Yeah. He, he, is, he has given me tons of, like, silver war cash, all kinds of some fucking type of... I don't even know what kind of dinosaur it was, but it was a fossil of a fucking dinosaur. Radio
1: brings the most exceptional gifts. Uh, in fact, w- later on, he brought you a gift. Uh, we'll talk about that when we went to sushi. Once again, he brings you the kind of gifts you're like, this motherfucker.
0: Yeah, I think he has like a whole team. He's like, give me something he'll never expect.
1: We also believe Radio might be a time traveler.
0: Oh, he's definitely a time traveler.
1: Because he brought Mike like an Atocha treasure coin. It wasn't
0: even dirty. <laughs> like, this has been in the earth for 50, for, for 200 years. He's like, you know. So he's like a street gangster, highly respected. No one will he He's basically the mayor of Dallas. He runs the street of Dallas. He took us, last time he took
1: me and Rob uh, out for sushi, and we were hanging out, and he has this whole sushi restaurant, which we went to this time, too, which basically, they bowed it. He's, he's oh, had, hello! Oh. Miss Arani,
0: Maybe not. But you know. <laughs> In my mind, it was like, oh, yeah. We'll click them out of your table for you. We we'll get the table ready for you. For a second, please.
1: And, old, and radios have Japanese too, man. So he, he comes he takes us to the sushi place last time and we're all hanging out. He's like, Man, whatever you want. And they bring us I mean guys, they just loaded the table last time when me and Rob were there with him with nothing but sushi, 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 sushi. And in the middle of us eating, radio's like, Hey man, I gotta take this call And then he comes back and he's like, Hey man, uh I gotta I gotta go real quick. I'll be right back, man. Y'all enjoy yourself. Don't touch a bill. If you... Whatever you want. And so we're like, all right. So we eat some more food. He's gone for like an hour and a half. We're like, damn, I wonder if everything's all right. He comes back. He looks exhausted as fuck. And he sits down. He's like... And like, what happened? He's like, man, you know how it... And then he goes, you know how it is. And then gives a scenario that most people will never know how it is. He's like, man, you know how it is. I got (laughs) this one rapper in my studio and this other rapper. And you know, just... My man over here say my man smoked his homeboy a couple weeks ago, and then you know, next thing you know, I'm sitting there trying to let them know that they can't kill each other, and you know, and I'm like, never radio, yeah.
0: <laughs> not scenarios I'm used to. It was but- like, imagine Death Row Records, uh, the the lobby of Death Row Records. <laughs> yeah. Like, Suge Knight was having problems with somebody. Then. You know how it
1: is when you got yourself an A-Trey Gangster Crip and then a member of the rules and everybody pissed off because they owe the mafia the same amount of money. That old cliche. I'm just out here trying to travel
0: the world, give me some more artifacts and archaeological <laughs> yeah. things. Yeah.
1: He's like, You know how it is when the Sumerian government try to hit you up for grave robbing cause you went ahead and found a hidden temple that was a the
0: bit he got Geronimo's fucking bow and arrow. Yeah, okay, he's got he's a a Tupac signature that says, yo, what up, my ninja? Yeah. And then then signed Tupac. And then he's got... A JFK, a Jackie O'Nassis fucking autograph Time Magazine. He showed me at
1: one time, he's like, Hey man, this is the knife that killed Lincoln. And I was like, I thought it was a gun. He's like, Oh man, you had to be
0: there. <laughs> this motherfucker has got and this shit's all real, all legit. He is He's like, got bars of gold. He's like the black Indiana Jones, but from the street. When he opened up his vault that he has, which is
1: like a walk in closet turned into a vault, when he opened it up. Right there was some Renaissance painting sitting on the floor, and we were like, "Is this from your latest fucking heist?" <laughs> He's like, "Oh man, you know how it is." I stole this from the Louvre. When Miguel. you're in the Louvre, and all of a sudden, them lasers come on. You gotta remember your copperware. You know how it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're not exaggerating. It's it is. There's so much shit of interest, and and then the crazy thing is, it's dude, piled on top of each other. So it, most interesting dude you ever go meet. He's got his crystals, his golds, yeah. all like. By- co-mingling oh, the next to his is, arrowheads oh. and fucking dinosaur eggs and shit. He really needs more space to organize it. Yeah,
1: the vibe is just too many crystals on arrowheads. Huh. But the, the best part about it is this dude, radio... Has a cool-ass crew. Uh, Lardy B is one of his artists. I don't know if you follow her, but check out Lardy B. She's, She's a sweetheart. I, sweetheart. I love her. He's got some dope-ass Dallas artists that are with him. He just had G-Eazy at a, at, a, at a show. He books big shows. He, but he here's had a uh,
0: dude uh, perform at his fucking studio like a month Dirt, before but, he died. Uh, um, fucking um, Tennessee. The uh, uh, dude got
1: shot at the cookie place. Yeah. Uh,
0: <sighs> fucking... I'm really making this. Uh, really we're losing
1: our bar. We're losing our cookout pass every second.
0: Young or uh, young? Is it young or little? Um, young. Jo- uh, um. How dare you? Yeah. No. Um. It's like a hip hop name emulator. Is it, he's he's a street he's a young street guy. Little, well,
1: check it out before we lose Young it, Dolph. Sorry. Young Dolph.
0: I am so sorry to the ghost of Young Dolph. You know, I I was really fucking with you, and he was, like, fucking with our guy Radio. He's at Radio's party. I think he was, like, maybe one of his last performances.
1: Well, here's the thing, too. Radio got all these artists. Got some cool-ass friends. Big entertainers. Bring young Dolph a
0: dinosaur egg. (laughs)
1: My apologies to the Dolph family. Here's a Renaissance painting with Black Jesus. It's the real one. You know? But Radio's got all these cool-ass people he's with. He balls and everything like that. And he's still the dude that when you come to town, all he wants to do is spend time with you and show you a good time.
0: He's one of the best hosts.
1: Yeah. And so he took us out for sushi now. Remember that. He took Mike Busey out for sushi. So as I hear that, remember, as operating as Mike's Mike's handler on so many occasions, I'm like, radio's like, yo, man, I'm going to take us to that sushi spot. And I'm already looking at Mike like, fuck. Like, this motherfucker, I mean, like, when we go to a Hibachi Place... You can
0: take me to a Whataburger, I'd have been like, alright, that's cool. When we go to a
1: Hibachi Place, Mike shows the goddamn cook a list of food he eats.
0: He doesn't order, he's like, like a big, giant Because I don't want no, no mishaps or misunderstandings, you know? Sometimes I, my, 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 uh, my native tongue is slightly uh, hard to interpret at times, and I don't want to fucking be bitching out the fucking, uh, the damn Hibachi chef that I didn't want rice on my shit.
1: It's just funny, he's like, the Hibachi chef's like, what do you want on it? Mike's like, I eat these. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what it's like cheeses, pineapples. Bro, I got a photo album in my book, in my in my phone. I know it's called it's called Foods, foods that I, I Eat. Yeah, I know
1: that, Mike. Oh, I know. Man. Remember, guys, You're
0: such a sweetheart. When he was
1: in when he was in Mexico, he called me up so we could figure out what he was gonna have for dinner. And I'm asking him, and I was like, the menus in Spanish. And he's like, no.
0: <laughs> I found out that all Mexican food isn't really Mexican food until it came to America. <laughs> well,
1: we went out for sushi. It was good time. Uh, Courtney Courtney was getting sick, so she went out to the SUV, and then uh, we went individually, not as a group, but we went to the bathroom, and I realized that I always thought Mike was operating on a higher plane because he uses this bidet, but we saw the bidet in the Japanese sushi restaurant. And Mike hasn't even lived
0: yet. All right, listen. It was all right. He hasn't right. even lived. I had, tested
1: it. I tested it. It had multiple settings, heat setting. Like, it had pictures of how the splash was going to hit your dookie. Like, he wouldn't have need a coat hanger at that place. That one, that one had it. They had a coat hanger setting. It just had a picture of a, a Walmart triple X coat You Oh, code your asshole
0: clean, do you?
1: At one point, a bunch of cleaner shrimp just came out and started picking in his
0: asshole, cleaning it up. It's Chilean miners with axe picks come <laughs> out through your anus. Little elves. It's Fucking great.
1: It was good, though. But Radio, at the end of dinner, gifted Mike with the weirdest. I'm going to be honest. Radio, you're my homie. This still was a moment where I was like, I felt like sometimes when I'm out with Mike and we're t- dealing with other people I feel like I'm with a foreign dignitary and I'm representing the United States and Mike my- and I'm like mr. president <laughs> radio's about to give you a gift it may seem a little odd but I need you to accept it it's common for their people and I'm like radio <laughs> <laughs> thank you but bro tell what it
0: he is gave you. it is it was some type of uh and I had seen it online and I definitely was uh, like contemplating getting it actually coincidentally. And it is, like, a company that makes super realistic, like, pet stuff, animal pets. And it's kind of like back in the day when you, uh, us 80s kids, the Cabbage Patch doll had, like, a birth certificate and shit. And then there's, like, a cord you pull on it, and I guess it turns it on. And it's been breathing. But what was it? What was it, it? It's a fucking pug, a realistic pug puppy on a little bed that comes with a comb, a birth certificate. And you pull this cord. Correct, Chris. That is the correct and, face to make. And there's a, some type of pump inside of it that its stomach just breathes slowly up and down like it's sleeping. And at first I was like, oh, man, that's so cool. And then I was like, damn, this is really fucking weird. But then I found myself feeling more comfortable. Here I am with Courtney going night-night in our condo. And then there's a dude a Puggy Wuggy. And then I was like, oh, my God. And every time I walked into the room, because we put it up on the bed and stuff, man, it looked like it was like on vacation with us and shit, like, oh, little punky. And then I'd walk in, I'd be like, oh, my, oh my God. I was like, oh, shit, what the <laughs> fuck? And then sometimes I'd look at it, and I would forget that his fucking stomach was, move, was breathing up and down, up and down. And to this day, that motherfucker is still breathing right now. So it, for over a month now, the fucking- And little punky-wucky's well, still I would alive.
1: Hear, I would hear Courtney be like, pipey. And you'd Mother. be like, Jetta girl. And I'm yeah. like, what the fuck is going on? Let me tell you guys, too. It was like our, our emotional support
0: animal while we were in
1: Dallas. When we... Okay, also, this is just odd, but I'm going to tie it into this this pug story. There was this gay dude and this dog, Daisy, that we ran into every fucking day. Every time we on came the out elevator. the elevator. If we went to go out, he was there, and then when we would See, come I back he, home, I think
0: he was looking for us. I think he was definitely putting a little stock to it. He there's thousands like, of people in that building, and then every time we mysteriously yeah, just happened to come out.
1: It's a five-story building that took up a city, a whole corner of a city street, you know? It was like almost a block, this thing. And every time we'd run into this guy and Daisy... And then the first night, we ran into him going out. This is the weird part. We ran into him at like 6.30, going out. They're all and drunk then as fuck. Three o'clock in the morning, coming home, we ran into them. And it was him and some chick on the elevator. But here's the thing. The girl in the elevator, they're all drunk. It's some older black woman, and he's some younger uh, gay guy who also lived in Orlando, which was crazy. Yeah, and worked at Disney. Yeah, that's a given. But he, uh, they, th- they're in the elevator, and they're talking to us. And all of a sudden, the older woman looks over at Cordy, and she's like, that dog's wrapped in plastic she thought it was a real dog and she's like it's gotta breathe <laughs> she thought it was a real she was dog freaking, freaking out. out guys she thought courtney had a real dog wrapped in plastic and she was like oh no this cocaine gonna wear off i freak out like this
0: yeah she was definitely losing it in the fucking in the in the inside of a fucking uh, elevator no less yeah she definitely made it more awkward
1: so here's the thing about the condo guys we got a nice condo two-bedroom beautiful condo right in the heart of dallas like we were right down the street from Daily Plaza and everything. Uh, I had a pool on the on the top floor. I think we were on the fifth floor. we were on the. F-
0: I want to tell you, you did a great job finding that place. You know, I'm a little diva about where we want to stay. When guys, just to let you know,
1: when Mike is ordering, like or asking me to find a condo or a hotel for us, it's like he's asking me to order a pizza because he'll be like, "Oh, uh, uh, get get one with a balcony." See if there's a jacuzzi in the f- and I'm like motherfucker I'm on booking.com right now <laughs> trying to find something dope for
0: us. And we got lucky cuz oh. it, it, it was a great it was a great fucking We uh- got
1: real lucky guys because when the plane landed I got a text message saying the original condo which was in the same building we rented uh it didn't go through. Like what happened was I have a card for the company and it it has like a limit per day to make sure things don't go wrong nobody steals it. And I'd spent that limit. So when it went to go charge, uh, usually I just go in the app on the bank and then boom, approve it. But we were on the whole flight. So they tried to hit me up and tell me that, oh, it didn't go through. To go- so when we landed, while they're getting their bags, I'm frantically finding another condo for us in oh that building. Oh my God. Yeah. Got it got it for less too and it was because there's one lower floor but the floor was so that wasn't the original one we booked Mm -mm, mm -mm. oh wow yeah and i got it while we were while everybody was getting i don't know if you remember but when you guys all got off the plane i was like five minutes behind you guys i was closing the fucking condo and i was like jesus fucking christ no so we got the condo it had two bedrooms and it had a uh uh, a pull out on the couch so i was like i'll just take the pull out on the couch uh, Cause I knew Rowdy was gonna be drunk every night, and I was like, let him just have a room to pass out and pee the bed on. FYI, if you guys don't know, Rowdy is notorious oh, for yeah. getting drunk, blacking out. He'll
0: peeing definitely the bed. drown your ass. If you, it, he'll ruin, he'll ruin your car. He'll ruin your fucking bed. He'll ruin everything. If yeah. he's if you at a certain level of drunk, where he's sleeping in your bed, you you better go ahead and just admit, the, just acknowledge the fact that that motherfucker is gonna be pissed. On for sure, and we
1: knew in in Texas, Rowdy was going to be extra Texas. I must
0: return to my homeland, I must urinate on the grounds of his mattress.
1: (laughs) So, every night, guys, every night we were in that condo, I would go to lay on the sofa bed, and a wasted, drunk Rowdy would come out and stare at me and be like, Come on, come on, get in the bed. And I was like, No, I'm out here. He's like, No, come on, get in the room, bed's big enough, and I'm like. No, I'm going to stay in the site. He's like, then scoot over. Then scoot over. I'm like, Rowdy, you can't stay. And then this is Rowdy. If you guys who are listening, if you don't know Rowdy Rob enough, you need to go back and watch archive footage and see how Rowdy gets. Rowdy would look at me and straight face, serious as fuck, wasted, would be like, what if some shit pops off and we're separate? (laughs) I'm like, what's going to pop off in the bed? He goes, I don't know but you're not from Texas. <laughs> so his whole idea was I needed to be in bed with him so that he could look out for me because I wasn't from Texas. And I'd be like, Rowdy, go to your bed. He's like, come on then, come on. And I'd be like, no. So I would have to pretend I was go. I'd be like, get in the bed. I'll come in the room. He'd be like, all right. And then he would go pass out drunk and piss his bed. <laughs> I would just sleep on the couch.
0: Good times, for sure. That
1: was the first night. So the second night, so, Texas. So the first night... Well, the second night's when you go shopping now.
0: Yeah, so I'm... Second a, morning, yeah. Running around, shopping, looking for anything. You and Rowdy day. Rob took the... me we and went Courtney, to eight me, different locations.
1: Me and Courtney had a little taco spa day. We had tacos in the pool. And Rowdy Rob and Mike went out uh, to eight different locations in Dallas. And
0: granted, Rowdy Rob had had some scallywag, I think, like six months ago. Steal some, like, $1,000 cowboy hat he had. Yeah. And, uh... So he was like already had his mind on getting one, and so I was just like, "Yo, you got anything I can fucking f- wear at all?" And and the few things I did, it was like just b- bullshit. And yeah, because it was
1: just like a regular ass
0: shirt, and you so were trying to
1: go Western Texas. Luckily
0: like. for me, I brought about uh, I don't know, fucking twenty Hawaiian shirts. So I was ready to go from a backup, but out of the middle of nowhere, uh, Roddy Rob's like, "Hey, I think I'm gonna get a hat here." So I'm like, "All right, cool." He goes in. And uh, we pulled, we had already moved around so much and we had moved the car from the parking lot we went to. So we just pulled into like an emergency, like uh, fire lane type of thing. And I I was sitting in the passenger seat and he's like, Well, get in the driver in case someone tells us we can't be here or try to give a ticket or some shit. Toes us, whatever. So I get out. And the moment I get out, I hear, Holy shit, no fucking way. It's Mike Busey. And I'm Snapchatting this because I'm like, I always try to catch the reaction on yeah, cause it. Yeah. Because you kind of want-
1: see sometimes when people staring at you and you're like,
0: this motherfucker yeah because sometimes i'll say gold shit like yeah. i went to this restaurant last week somebody's like holy fuck i know you last time i was your house i left in an ambulance and i'm like oh my god i'm so sorry can you can you tell me that again <laughs> on camera so that my audience sees what the fuck is really happening because i don't i feel like some people like fake it and yeah yo pretend you know me yeah. So this dude knew exactly who i was and here's the deal. Rhett, shout Texas, out to Rhett
1: randomly throughout Texas and the airport and everything. Because when we landed in the airport in Texas, some dude who was not on our flight, not coming from Orlando, no. he was like, "Oh shit, Mike Busey, I get a
0: picture of you." We we had a guy uh, early that morning when we left Orlando that only knew me and you from the podcast. Yeah, and
1: he heard our voices. Remember, he's he was like, like,
0: "It's you, it's you, ain't it? I love y'all's podcast."
1: This is why we were still trying to deal with Rowdy's knife and the shrooms.
0: Yeah, we're like, "Hey man, thank you so much, uh, but hold on." <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then we would see it was like the the space mountain line so it would just kind of turn like yeah. a snake you would see the same dude for a fucking an hour we had to keep asking him questions about stuff like, was like i was like quickly think of something <laughs> hey uh what's up man so what episode do you like a lot so every time we pa- Wait, anyways so this guy comes up to me uh and we're talking and we take a picture and then i said so uh you know i'm waiting for robin says, yeah. what do you do and he's like oh i I'm a manager at Rick's Cabaret. I was like, no fucking way. Because me and Miguel and another uh, booking uh, stripper friend of ours, she reached out to them, and we had been there twice before, but we couldn't get hold of anybody. And we lived
1: there on tour in two separate occasions. We broke down in
0: the parking lot of a strip club named Rick's. So this is like not only just a strip club, it's the strip club. And we had thought, for some reason, it was a different one that we had been to because there's multiple Rick's in the dallas area no it was the same one exact
1: rips we ricks we lived at on two separate occasions what
0: happened was i was like hey man uh we try to hit y'all up we wanted to get booked and he's like oh done deal so boom we changed phone numbers we fucking had beatrice make us a flyer <laughs> boom we're booked we have a meetup all thank you to all the members that came out and party with us except a couple of you were fucking assholes but whatever uh great fucking time we got booked at Rick's. We kept the streak continuing. And what a chance encounter, though, because if you wouldn't have stayed in the car, yeah. if you just said no, I'm going to go in with Rowdy, and he was there with his wife and daughter. They were like eating ice cream, just doing tourist shit. Oh, in shout the town. out,
1: his wife's hot
0: too. Yeah, I, she? I
1: just saw a picture. Yeah, I just saw a picture of her, and I was like, okay, I didn't
0: okay. get, I didn't get a good look at her. But I wonder, uh,
1: I wonder if he met her at work back in the
0: day. Yeah, yeah, you you know, you know how how that the shit day. goes. Hey! Yeah, so they booked us. Here's the reason to, s- we were there. That was the night after what yeah. we were there for. Here's
1: the reason Rowdy told Mike to wait in the car too. I forgot to mention this. On the first day, uh, Mike took a nap. He had been up the whole time, so he had took a nap, and we went to go like explore and get something to eat. And we parked at a bar. I Parked the the SUV, and we went to a barbecue place. And I parked the SUV. We go to this barbecue place for like forty five minutes. I paid the toll, or I paid the parking garage place. And when we came back to the car 45 minutes later, we had two boots on the tire. That's right, two boots—one on the front and one on the back. And I'm like, "What the fuck?" And I call the—I uh, call the place, and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, man, it's gonna be—you know—it's like a 20-minute, 20, 20 minutes to uh to getting it and stuff like that." And uh, two boots on on the tire. I come, I come, I call them back. Everything's all good. And then. What happens is the boot guy comes and I'm ready to have a rant with him. I'm ready to be like, bro, what the fuck? I paid. This is no lie. The guy hops out of his car. The first thing he looks at me goes, hey, man, he's like, did we mistakenly put some boots on your car? And then all the fire is out of me because I'm like, I'm about to get this thing taken off. And I was like, yeah, He goes, happens all the time. And then goes and just basically unboots us. That's it. But they literally threw two boots on us, and then the dude just rolled up like, "Yeah." It's
0: like a, maybe they're hustling. They're like, "Oh, this is a rental car. We'll get this one." Yeah, maybe right they're here. expecting you to just pay for it over the phone. And then oh that's my it. god!
1: Just take these boots off. I gotta well, go. If that if if that wouldn't happened, Rowdy probably would have never had you stay in the car. And had you never stayed in the car, you never would have found the Ricks, dude.
0: Had you never run into the Ricks, dude, we wouldn't have got a booking. And the guy was literally maybe ten feet away, getting across the road. So, and he saw me. As I was getting out of it. Which I is guess. a good
1: thing about you because you're very distinguishable. People are like, it's either Guy Fieri or Mike Busey. Either way, I want to say hi and thank him.
0: Yeah. Thank you for your service, Guy yeah. Fieri.
1: Thank I, I wonder if Guy Fieri's ever been someone they're like, yo, bro, I went to one of your parties and fucked a midget. Listen, in your house. I pray to
0: God it happened because if I get, it's a lot of black people too because they always like, yo, you like a wrestler or something? Oh, you got you, you cook? Hey, you that to driving? him? I
1: want Guy Fieri to be somewhere with his kids one day, and somebody be like, "Yo, I fucked a midget at your house in Orlando."
0: I hope it. I hope it does. And he's like, "We got a lot of mutual friends, and yeah. I, I haven't like got a chance to actually like reach out to him or anything." But when we were uh, in Mexico, I was in, in one of his airport restaurants, and they all were staring at yeah. me, and then I went to take a picture, ne- a selfie next to it. And this lady's like, "Oh, that you, that you, yeah, that you." I was like, and she was sexy. I was like, "Yeah, it might be." Hey,
1: uh, next time you're at a Guy Fieri restaurant, I want you to just after your meal, walk straight into the kitchen and be like, "Nope."
0: Come here, everybody, line up. And just see how many people are like, I'm sorry, slam down the burger on the counter. This is unacceptable. Open Shut the, it op- down. Open the register.
1: Let me get the drop. <laughs> I'm gonna drop it myself.
0: Yeah, that'd be great. I just start showing up robbing fucking Yeah, <laughs> Guy Fieri. I mean, he's robbing everyone else and selling the goddamn chicken for way too damn $15 much. Fifteen
1: dollars for a combo man. I'm sorry. That was some fucking Cisco
0: chicken. Yeah.
1: This is the South, Guy Fieri. I can get chicken strips that are delicious from a
0: fucking gas Listen, station. Listen, Guy Fieri, if you want to come to the South, you have to play by the game. You yeah, have to bro. in.
1: You ever been to Crispy Crunchy Chicken, Guy Fieri? It's only located in weird gas stations, and it's fucking delicious. You'll never be the colonel of this route. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, our chicken's sold by a goddamn full bird colonel, Guy Fieri, all right? Not some dick-ass fucking enlisted cocksuck like you. Bullberg Colonel, got a commission guy. So Fieri. we were
0: already like, you know, hot and horny for chicken, all this Guy Fieri, you know, talk. And uh Oh no, we get there. Oh, I'll get us there, Mike. Guys, chicken will become
1: a recurring theme of the last half of our trip and it will not be
0: pleasant. Chicken Armageddon. So this is chicken the second gate. day. Mike gets a couple things to wear. We 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 uh get at a to big and tall store that I had paid way too damn much. I got the very shirt I'm wearing right now, and if you're a member of MyBeast.com, you can see not only our beautiful faces and hear our sweet, sexy voices, but you get to actually stare into our fat flesh, because it's the only place you can not only see, but you can watch the podcast and years of amazing content, which we just dropped three episodes of Shitting with Strangers. Shitting
1: with Strangers is the most uncomfortable and hilarious show I've ever watched. And I mean this. As I watch Shitting with Strangers... It's a show where Mike Busey goes he went live into truck stops sat on a goddamn shitter and filmed conversations with random strangers who were not wanting to have conversations. Nope,
0: it was unconsensual conversations. It
1: was to watch, if you guys haven't watched Shitting with Strangers, if you want to get a tease, go to the Facebook page right now, the Mike PC the Saus- Mike Busey's Sausage Castle and you'll see the trailer. But uh Watch the episodes of Shooting with Strangers. It's the most uncomfortable thing. I mean, you gotta think of ever. it,
0: guys. We are we are a network. Not only do you have to come to our monthly amazing events and shows and appearances and random hotels and condos and we, we want to meet you in strip clubs, yeah. the mall, wherever. We wanna hang out and meet you. Porter potties. Porty potties. we're we if we're there, we want you there too. So become a member of Mighty Come to our monthly events. We got Halloween coming up. This Friday, we're going to be in Tampa. Emperor's Strip Club again at Tampa. They're having us back, guys. Look, this reoccurring thing. These places book us, and you should, too. Maybe you're you're a dope boy trying to go legit. You know, drug dealer, hey, hit us up. Say, hey, I want you to come out to my fucking, um, my boy T- Tiki's fucking, Tuki's a fucking birthday party, whatever. We'll go to your shithole bar, club, preferably not a, a Latin King fucking uh, gang. Fucking they were gentlemen. We just didn't get paid. Yeah. So we like to get paid, and we like to get laid, and we will show up to wherever you pay us to be there. And uh, this Friday, Emperor's in Tampa, Florida, we're going to go see our buddy Matt from Hornblasters.com. Yep. We're going to wild out on his yacht the next day. Uh, it's going to be a good time. And then, as you know, the rest of these the same kind of things, we got we got, uh, Octo- fucking- On
1: uh, August 14th, we've got uh, Oasis.
0: We got another Oasis party. Yeah, and then- uh, Drunk people in costumes. Big one, October 30th. The Super Bowl of the year. It is, we are All fucking Halloween. All Halloween weekend. It is our Halloween belongs to us. It's already been handed over to us. We are the official fucking the kings, the dons, the fucking Halloween. No one does a bigger, better, sexier, crazier. You're not sexy, gonna go to a Halloween
1: us. party if the devil invited you to one himself. Yeah,
0: it, it is a bucket list type of event. So become a member, come to, uh, and by that time you'll probably be a silver member, and you'll be able to enjoy the other perks that comes with that. And uh, yeah, we, and make sure you RSVP to all of our events the rest of the year. We got. Our, our annual veterans day november 11th free blowjob from the, the the one and only jenny jizz then we have my birthday party new year's eve there's all these great events and parties coming up just by becoming a member of myvc.com and seeing all this amazing original programs and shows we've done such as shooting with strangers chris you did a great job with those edits it was stuff we filmed three years ago in a fucking truck stop bathroom and we brought it back to life and things you've never seen and now there's three fucking full episodes, and if you like it, we're gonna film more. That's what's up. So, um, yeah, fucking. Uh. So it
1: was our it was our second day there in Texas, and Mike had already met the manager of Rick's, so we were setting that up. But this was the night we were going to Co's birthday party. So, a we beautiful
0: put, venue we called put, Lava Cantina.
1: Yeah, we put a lot of effort into what we were gonna wear because remember we were trying to go with their theme of New Orleans summer night. That's right. I I had, what I was talking about. I had. I got you, baby. I had a.
0: (laughs) I I I found some fucking clothes at a big and tall store. It was way too fucking uh, expensive. I came out with two like drawstring elastic pants that was like fucking a hundred bucks, and then two regular ass shirts that I literally laid down on the countertop to this guy, and I cut the sleeves off right there with their scissors because I was like, I'm on a deadline. I can't go buy some goddamn scissors. You got some scissors in here? And I grabbed the scissors and I cut the sleeves right off and I said, Throw these in the trash. And I took them out and I was ready to go. And 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 I finally found something to wear to the sweet ass event we were going to.
1: And so everybody's everybody's uh done up. Now, uh it's a good thing too. Originally, Mike was gonna wear this Hawaiian shirt and Courtney and he wanted Courtney to wear uh-huh. this like tassely red outfit. And me and Rowdy were like, nah, don't, don't, don't wear wear that nicer shirt you just bought. And, and tell Courtney not to look like, you know, she's at the fucking sideshow for the fucking Little Miss Texas pageant.
0: Thank God we didn't wear what we were going to wear.
1: Because what happened, we got to there, we got... Oh, another thing to bring up is, I booked us a hotel near this venue, even though we had a condo. Because we were like, let's let's hang out, let's not have to drive an hour back home, let's go to this this hotel, and uh, we'll stay there. So, we head out, and we looked good, we all looked good. Our interpretations of New Orleans summer nights were all different. I had like a, a pink linen shirt on with some white linen pants and then some white linen loafers. Rowdy had a cowboy hat on uh, and, and some slacks and cowboy boots. Mike had his cowboy boots on, those black uh, pants that were kind of like stretchy but real cool. And then uh, this shirt, right? Yeah. This shirt that he's wearing right this now? This very shirt. Courtney, Courtney ended up wearing more like a little Texas like kind of like denim thing. And then radio showed up, and radios always fly. So, they met us at the hotel. We we had Radio meet us at the other hotel. We check into the other hotel. Me and Rowdy got this beautiful suite.
0: We didn't even need the upgrade. So, me and Rowdy originally- I felt fancy the- as fuck. We had a nice oh, ass that room was fancy. condo yeah. in downtown Dallas. And then you got us a, a hotel room across For from the venue. cheap,
1: too, man. Honestly, that hotel was like 100 bucks a room. Oh, wow. And that shit was nice. And they gave me and Rowdy the upgrade because they were like, oh, you want to be on the same floor as your friend? And we were like, of yeah. Of your lover? Yeah. And we were like, yeah. And he was like- well, the only thing I have is is sweets. And I was like, oh, we don't want to pay the upgrade. He's like, no, I got you. And he gave us. And me and Rowdy's room was like the size of this studio here. We had
0: a bed. You son of a bitch. And
1: Mike never got to see it. Courtney ended up seeing it later on. And we'll get Whoa, to Whoa, what does that mean? Oh, we'll get to that hilarious story. And what we will now refer to as chicken gate later on. But we all go looking good right across the street. I drive us over across the street, you know, Which, like across the wh- highway. A,
0: I must say. The sun was still up when we arrived to this event, which definitely right. made me a little threw me off a little right. bit because I'm like, all right, I'm that I'm that bastard that wants to show up drunk. So, I, in the middle of getting ready and trying not to sweat my fat body off, I just hit the fucking bottle of Crown in the parking lot. And as soon as we get out the valet, I'm looking like some fucking crackhead trying to hurry up and get drunk. Oh
1: wait, there's another another part that's important to bring up, and you know what? You may have heard this story if you listened to me and Mike's live that we went on on Facebook from the pool in Dallas. But if you haven't, let me let you know. Mike is in the shower. And why don't you tell him about your dookie stick
0: and radio. That's right. Damn, I forgot all about that. Tell him
1: about the dookie stick
0: sitch. That's a good memory, Miguel. I try to I try to put this in the past.
1: Oh, I try to forget this too. But maybe talking about it will be the way it goes.
0: So, as most of y'all know, uh, I have a, a beautiful situation. I have a toilet, and right within two feet of it, next to it, is a fucking beautiful bidet. And hidden behind that bidet is a as a three a X Walmart coat hanger that I use to gently dislodge fecal from. From my sphincter, if it if we got any clingers, any hanger honors, any, any, you know, the Titanic's going down and a couple of them holding on to the, the, ba- the b- balcony rail. We got some Leonardo DiCaprios on the front, some roses, you know. So I use it to dislodge sometimes and to get, you know, my extra little swipe. Which I stand
1: by the policy. If the water doesn't dislodge it from your ass, why are you using the bidet?
0: Listen, M- Miguel, have you ever been to a cave? You ever seen stacked lights? <laughs> There's water running down. Stalactites. 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 Which which
1: ones are up? Stalagmites or stalactites?
0: Tights are up. Mites are on the ground like mites. I'm not going to believe you. You couldn't even say it. Yeah. Maybe you aren't. Yeah, Yeah, I am right. So tights
1: are up and mites are on the bottom?
0: Listen, Miguel, don't let me. Albatross? (laughs) Yo! yo. Come on, bro. Come on, man. I'd be on my shit. I know. I know. I might know how to to fucking uh, spell it, but I know how to fucking. I know what the fuck it means, player. (laughs) So (laughs) I have uh, obviously uh, am as fat as fuck. And my range of motion isn't exactly what it used to be. And uh, I've been on this bidet game for so long that, like, I conveniently actually don't have to reach my asshole. And I know what some of y'all are thinking. What are you trying to tell us, Mike? I'm trying to tell you that I have a giant pregnant belly in front of me that sometimes makes reaching to certain parts of your body, like your back, your shoes, or your butthole, a little, little not so convenient. So I, I'm thinking that since I haven't had to actually wipe my asshole with – tool, I haven't used toilet paper in almost six years for the record, okay? And with my coat hanger and my nice water, that's why a lot of times I don't like to leave the house. I like to plan my whole <laughs> life around shits, okay? So here I am. I find myself in a shitting situation. I take a shit. I take a shower. But then I, I go to dry off and I feel this itching sensation as if I have a, f- a few uh, hanger honors little dookie tingles hanging yeah, on. Yeah, I you. got I got a few hitchhikers fucking holding on from the side of the side of the city bus on the skateboard like, that, like, like Marty like, McFly like, on the like fucking that, hovercraft like
1: when that plane was leaving Afghanistan yeah, and the people exactly. were just holding on to the sides yeah that's
0: that's my butthole okay <laughs> and I don't got time I can't can't run to the nearest Walmart I can't have this hotel install a bidet I don't got a water hose nearby. You know? And sometimes, you know, and sometimes your homies aren't there to help you wipe your ass. So I'm like, I gotta figure something out. So I got the MacGyver fucking song playing in my head. And I'm just scouring the hotel room looking for some device. And I was like, oh, coat hanger in the closet. So I I go in there and I'm like, oh no, the it's a wooden one. Shit. I take it take it down and look at it and I and then I go squat down in <laughs> in the fucking shower. And granted, I've already done my hair. And this is so, one of
1: these nice wooden coat hangers. Yeah, this is a nice hotel. Nice, smooth, handcrafted, varnish. Amish wood hanging coat hanging. And it's
0: got the it's got the metal uh, it's not metal, it's whalebone. It's, <laughs> it's got the wooden top where the, the shirt sits on it, the garment, and then there's like a uh, a thing for the pants. So it's like a, a retention with a dial rod in it. Like a two foot um rod. A two foot rod, but it's entangled up with like a metal o-ring and this metal. Or, or like a rubber ring with this metal bar. So I had to pop it out of it. I broke it from loose from the metal rod. And I was like, okay, this this will be long enough to reach where I need to reach. So I'm sitting down. Did
1: you put anything on the end of it?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it wasn't just wood. No, I put, put toilet paper on So it. once again, you used the bidet. It looks and like, you're still using toilet paper. So it looked like I, I was putting a fucking marshmallow on a fucking stick trying to eat like a, a s'more. s'more? Exactly. And I'm—I already gelled my hair, so I can't get it wet. So here I am, awkwardly in the shower, bent over like a bitch, squatting down like I'm about to give birth. And all I can hear is the door open, and it's radio, our homie coming in, because I know he ain't like I'd had to done some explaining. It would have took me 20 minutes to explain, <laughs> so I like tried to like quickly close the door and I don't care if nobody sees me naked. I just know that he ain't gonna wanna see me naked. Because you're you're definitely gonna wanna see me reaching down and trying to wipe my ass with a fucking coat hand. You
1: gotta imagine Mike in the shower, squatting down, like he's about to take a shit with a piece of stick with a bit of toilet paper and he's moving it around his ass with I like, wish I was like a monkey
0: who invented a tool you know <laughs> yeah i wish i was lying you know and this, and i, I want to say that any other uh lying piece of shit motherfucker or someone with too much pride wouldn't probably talk about this on a digital recording that's forever in the history of fucking humanity uh however i don't give a fuck yeah so i, I guess i haven't been stretching out my arms long enough because I've been spoiled with my fucking coat hanger, so I've, I've lost my range of motion to reach my booty hole. <laughs> so when I don't have my coat hanger and my bidet, we got problems, so I need to find apparatuses to reach it. And I happened to dismantle a fancy wooden fucking hotel coat hanger and, and, and fucking squat it down in a very compromising position. And it, it, it was like you would have thought I was trying to throw it back like a hoe trying to get fucked from the back. Why I'm fucking trying to scratch my anus with a wooden dial rod that I broke off a hanger.
1: And then in this incredibly compromising position, your homeboy, a Dallas music producer, brother.
0: And I know he don't want to see this side of me.
1: Comes fucking walking in the room with me and Robbie. And your room isn't a big room. It's a nice room. But it's not a big, big room. No. And here you are in the bathroom with this occurring.
0: And I'm, I'm running slightly behind schedule. Everyone's all dressed up, they're waiting for me, and here I am, bent over like a hoe, trying to scratch my booty hole with a, a dial rod that I had dismantled from a coat hanger. It definitely wasn't what I was finding uh, uh, exciting or, or, or stimulating. It's definitely not what I wanted to be in life. But I do tell you this, though, uh, when we went to leave the hotel, a yeah. little foreshadowing, I looked back at the dial rod in the shower and... And I was like, I'm gonna have to hold on this guy. I might need him for the rest of the time. So I took him to the sink You're coming and I me. wiped off one end. And I go, wait a minute, what if that wasn't the right end? So then I sniffed the other end and showed <laughs> sure up. I wiped the wrong end first because I wiped the as soon as I smelled the other end, I smelled shit. So then I was like, ah, oh, fuck. So then I had to wipe off both ends and I had to run it through hot water and shit. And you shit, took it and, back with us to the condo. Oh, yeah. I know. I packed that bitch up in my suitcase. That bitch, that bitch came with me the rest of the Texas tour, baby. Well, I, I brought that bitch back to here. <laughs> I have house in, in the, my
1: room right now. Did you have to explain to your other code anger that, listen, I went away for a while. This is my new girl.
0: Yeah. She's not you, baby. But Don't get I, jealous. I, I got her pregnant.
1: I got to take care of her.
0: Don't, don't get jealous, normal code anger. <laughs> I just, I had to. It was lonely out there in them Texas streets. I needed, I needed you. Where were where you when I needed you? Uh, so we ended up going
1: to Co's birthday party. Was I event? almost
0: brought it to Co's birthday party because <laughs> I was like, my asshole might start itching. When I get to this fucking bar and shit, it's too early. I don't. I don't like to get drunk and fucking before the Wearing sun goes down. it on your down. back
1: like a ninja sword, <laughs>
0: like fucking Donatello's staff, <laughs> fucking. like Harry Potter's wand. Yeah, Shit have miss Medea's. No, it was exactly the size of a Harry Potter wand. You see, at Universal Studios, the same size.
1: I can imagine you having Six. to shit at Universal, running into that wand store. Just give me anything two feet long. <laughs> You've done it before, but we went putt putt. You had to grab me a stick. Mike tells me. I was like, no, bring stick. me a real stick. Yeah, I brought him like a little stick. He's like, no, I need this to reach my ass.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I was thinking, oh. about, I'm thinking about stretching out a little bit more. You know, got to get that dexterity. Yeah. I, I got to spoiled. I got in that bidet, coat hanger, gang, and even get away from it. Boom. Next thing, you can't reach your asshole. So oh. I need to lose weight and do some stretching. That's the that's the more <laughs> my <motherfucking> story. <laughs>
1: well, we got to Co's birthday party. The ve- what was the name of the venue again?
0: Lava Canteen.
1: Lava Canteen. Let me set this beautiful up. Beautiful, beautiful venue. venue. Uh, indoor, outdoor. Indoor, outdoor. Two stories. Big stage outside.
0: There's shit like, going on everywhere.
1: everywhere. Upstairs, there was a casino night going on. There's like f- six clubs in one place. And this is all Co's birthday. It's, ev- it, 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 it's it's open a private. Private they close event. It down downstairs. There's like a beautiful real lounge restaurant. They had fajitas and stuff. Upstairs, there was
0: gambling. There was. You ever get nervous when you pull up and they're like. Oh uh, yes are you on the list and you're like yeah you're like I, I know i think i'm on the list yeah, but you I'm start to like, get kind of like low-key panicking especially and shit. when you're the
1: one who's supposed to be in charge of making sure your group gets in because you're like fuck. if i didn't because fu- instantly i was looking on emails like i hope they didn't send me a you need to verify by tomorrow after the debacle with the fucking condo i was checking everything yeah but we get there uh we pull up we park the car up front with the valet we get inside that the venue is beautiful and it's all Cole's birthday party so for all of us and there's like but here's the thing we talked about this earlier mike decided to wear the black shirt we told him to wear okay. the black shirt and we told courtney not to wear what she was going to wear and it wasn't cuz it wasn't dope we were just like i don't think it's good thank happen. god we did i was like i don't know if this is new orleans summer night well let me bring two things up mike let me let me get these two points across one there is no fucking New Orleans summer nights. These motherfuckers are in t-shirts and jeans. Some people, some people are done up. There was no theme to what anybody was wearing. It
0: was like multiple choice. But
1: the staff were all wearing Hawaiian shirts. Son of a bitch.
0: And sparkly circus shit. And Cease it and desist immediately. It would have
1: looked like Courtney and Mike were fucking t- uh, two employees fucking and and and, and on their break. We were at imagined- Red
0: Lobster. We were walk- Like there were people walking around giving out like popsicles and fucking shots yeah. and. And pizzas and shit. Like at one point, someone might have asked me for a fucking popsicle. Yeah, they'd be like, "Hey, thought sir, I was like a shot girl or something." Sir,
1: if you can get back to work, buddy. So we get in there. We're having a blast. We're gambling at the tables, uh, and it, it was all like charity gambling. You know, you get prizes and and shit like that. I took Courtney to play craps for her first time, and we cleaned
0: the fuck up. How much would you want if it was real money?
1: Thirty-eight thousand yeah. dollars off of off of a thousand bucks and Miguel's
0: i was just like i need to go to a casino
1: uh, and i'm and i'm telling her what to bet and everything and there's this guy next to us old texas dude and he's like god damn boy you hot at this and i was like follow my bets bro ride with me ride with me and so we're betting and we're acting like we're really fucking making money at this point you get
0: into the vibe of it you and know? then
1: uh he's like what's this little girl's name and you were at the other table i was like that's uh courtney i was like that's my homeboy mike i work for him that's her boyfriend And he's like, that's a lot of little girl. Or he goes, that that ain't a lot of girl for all that, man. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) and we're laughing. We're having a good time. Uh, Courtney's having a blast. Meanwhile, I'm just praying
0: I don't need to pull out my fucking (laughs) code. And
1: so at the end of it, we got all our chips. We're going to take him in to go get like our raffle tickets. And he's like, well, little lady, you sure lucky on those rolls. And Courtney's all like happy. Like, I learned a new thing, you know? And so he's like, oh, and she's like, I'm Courtney. And they shake hands. And I'm like, uh, hey, I'm like, it's a real pleasure meeting you, old top. He's like, you too. He's like, what do you do for a living, old boy? And I was like, well, I manage him. I was like, and we have an entertainment company. And he's like, woof. And I'm like, what do you do for a living? He's like, I own oil wells. (laughs) And I was like, God damn, who is at this event? And then I said, I said, where do you own oil wells? He goes, everywhere you got oil.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. So let me give a backstory. So we're at like a, a guy who is fucking blowing up in the country music game. He is super hot
1: and he's so beloved in Texas.
0: Yeah, he he is like 100% like the prodigal son of Texas and there is the whole room is a full of family, friends, degenerates and fucking oil fucking tycoons and shit yeah fucking record executives yeah it, it is like it's going to like a p diddy party if p diddy lived in texas
1: that's basically that is exactly it mike yeah because yeah. we would meet people i met th- this one dude i was like man where do i know you from mike was like he's an actor uh doesn't he look like macaulay Culkin? and i was like oh yeah i like
0: talking to shit to This yeah, guy is on I'm, hbo or yeah, something I'm, right like,
1: I'm like wait a second i'm like where do i know you from he's like oh i'm on
0: yellowstone and I'm like,
1: no, you're not, Macaulay Hogan. Do do the face thing. Ah!
0: <laughs> Plus, we were drinking, you know, and we were definitely getting loose, real loose. And uh, there was one point we walked into the bathroom, <laughs> and I was, you know, I was, I get a little more vocal. I don't know what it is with me in goddamn bathrooms. Maybe I just need to stay in the fucking bathroom and make some gold. But uh, I kicked the door in, and I don't even know who's in there. I go, freeze, sucker! Where's the cocaine? I'm like just joking around because I don't do cocaine. I have no desire to do cocaine. I never touch cocaine. But then I look over, I'm like, oh, I think they're doing cocaine <laughs> off an iPhone in the corner by a stall. And they're like, they're not even hiding. They're just like, that's where there was some little chair. Yeah. Some like where some bathroom attendant sits in. They just haven't had an iPhone with a bunch of big ass lines of coke in the, on it, or well, at least I assumed it was coke. And then as I'm peeing, I'm like, I think that's cocaine. <laughs> I look over, I'm like, and I hear, I'm like, yep, that's cocaine. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, and then and then as we were saying it, they were like, Yeah, it's cocaine. What what's up? What's up? Yo.
1: <laughs> You're trying to get some cocaine? Give me some of those tickets from the yeah. from the casino.
0: Well, <laughs> hey, weren't you the guy that just won thirty eight thousand dollars and <laughs> yo, get guys Guy Fieri some goddamn cocaine? Yeah. <laughs> they were very nice uh guys and uh I had finally got to meet uh Gary, who is Co Wetzel's dad.
1: And he and- looks like he's his brother, because Co Wetzel's thirty years old and his dad's like fifty you know so he'll if that, too- he's
0: got that real nice skin yeah he's a big boy like me and you know two big dudes in an event like this we're sweating we're trying to we're trying to fucking cut the rug up we, you know we're feeling each other's uh vibe and we're just vibing and basically we became best friends and we were wilding the fuck out and just getting drunk as fuck acting a fool and uh courtney's up there fucking doing karaoke with some texas girls i hope we fuck later on and uh everyone's just having a good old time, and. Before we got there, there was supposed to be some other uh, musical guests that were performing, and they Nelly was supposed to be. there. Nelly
1: was the start performer, which I didn't and, give a
0: fuck about. I was like, whatever, I don't. know.
1: I, I still would have been fun, but it all it all ended up changing, and they ended up getting Paul Wall, which was a recurring
0: joke. It was a D&U. surprise, yeah. like uh, musical performance type of situation. So now here we are in Texas, Paul Wall's there, fucking all these. There's an oil tycoon guy. There's record executives everywhere. All and we're like. We're definitely sticking out, because we got Courtney, Roddy, Rob, you, yeah. and me, and we're just, and then we got radio, yeah. so they don't know what the fuck to think of us, and we're just, we're kind of like just fucking tearing up, and then uh, we didn't expect this, but they are like, no, get up on stage, come on, so Dre and the crew, everyone come up there on stage, and they're doing the whole birthday thing, and we're just getting drunker and drunker and wild and wilder, and, and it's Hanging just, out with Paul Wall and Co Wetzel on stage. Yeah, and, and I think at one point, I started to slightly black out, because like, I had drank so much before I got in there and then it was just tequila, this, that, then some popsicle shit that had liquor in it and I was like, "Ah, give it to me, and I don't like to eat and drink at the same time. So I was I, I had I had like I was staring all night at these chicken tenders that were all on these buffets everywhere from Raisin canes and uh I was just staring and staring at them and I I'm, I'm the type of dude that'll plot on some shit at a party because I'd be like <laughs> i ain't eating you chicken now but i'll see you later
1: i want you to hear this chicken tender story guys in almost like a podcast about a crime i want you to hear it in layers the first perspective you're going to hear from is m- mind you i'm not drinking i didn't drink this trip because i had to drive us around so i'm not drinking everybody everybody's drunk and wasted and if you've ever been the sober one when everyone you know is wasted it's a tragic fucking moment you know, because everything that everyone's talking to you about has so much different energy than it needs to, and they're repeating shit to you like you're drunk. And they—this is the thing that drunk people will constantly tell you: <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> and you're like, no, motherfucker, I'm the only one who understands anything right now.
0: Well, I'm—I'm I'm a very good vibe type of drinker. I don't. Yeah, like you're always in get, a good mood. You're always I'm in a good, good mood. mood, and it was a great night. I, I presented. I had uh our friends at Bumpbox.com made me a cowetzel. Wetzel custom uh which was beautiful to commemorate his uh his record drunk driving going gold and uh i presented it to him thank god i saw it because it was in the floor in the back of the green room and i'm pretty sure people were kicking it and shit didn't even know it was there and he didn't know because he was fucking waste and his whole team is just like wasted by this time everyone's just like oh here's a moment too
1: that's hilarious uh co is fucking wasted everybody's his birthday and i come up to him and i'm like (laughs) Yo, shit, my bad, Co. I was like, I just, I didn't grab a picture, and I'm like, oh fuck, he's way. He's like, get the fuck here, and he grabs me, and we take a picture, and he's like, ah, he's like, fucking love you, homie, because he came and party with us, you know? and I'm like, thank you, homie, man, I love you too, man. He's like, love you, and I got like six pictures. And he's like, ah, and then Courtney had been wanting to get a picture with Co and I'm like, oh shit, I'm like, Courtney, go over there, go over there, and I, and Courtney walks up to Co and he's just so blackout drunk at this point, and Courtney's like. Hey, Co, can I get a picture? And I got her camera, and he's like, no. Because he doesn't know who she is at the moment. And then I'm like, cheese, Ko, because I didn't hear that far. And he looks at me like, why the fuck are you doing this? And then Courtney's like standing there, and I take a picture, and it's a Polaroid. And he goes, what the fuck was that? And I'm like, hey, bro, blah, blah, He's like, hey, looking at me. And he just looks at Courtney like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> and then I didn't know what was on. And I was like, hey, Courtney, we got a picture. She's like, he said no. <laughs> I was
0: like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> there was uh, a moment that I, I I saw like the whoever the local MC guy was. uh He had the microphone, and I just kind of I felt like the moment needed that extra little excitement. So what did I do? I just grabbed the microphone, and then I go, "What's up, everybody?" And I said, "We got two special guests here. We got the mother and the father of the man. The reason why he's here." We got thirty-year-old ovaries and sperm. We got the mom and dad of co-wets over here, and I had a, and I got a nice pop from it. everyone. I, at least I felt like they were they were definitely vibing. No, they vibe, yeah. And then you could tell some of the family members and friends, were like, did he just say these are the mother and the father of thirty-year-old yeah. sperm and ovaries? And then uh, yeah, it was. I just fucking was getting drunk, having fun time. <laughs> and I remember uh, later on meeting some other country music star guys. I had no idea who the fuck they were. I'm pretty sure they were a big deal. Yeah. Uh, some of them hit me up on fucking Instagram. Hey, like, Yo, it was great. That was that was the hardest part about the next day. I was about to say the next day was oh, figuring out is, who is whose text, who Instagram this guy was. I got a phone. text and
1: I was like, "This has to be a girl," because it was like, "Babe, loved meeting you." And I was like, "Okay," but was this some like old country woman that I met, or was this some hot scally? And I was like, "Right back at you, babe." And then uh, I got the text again. It was like, "Save my number, brother." And I was like, okay, now this sounds like a fucking guy. And then I was like, oh, shit, it was that New Orleans guy. Because he was like, babe, you got it going on, baby. And I was like, oh, damn, I was about to be like, when you come into the pool?
0: Yeah, so so, uh, by the end of the night, everything's great. Everyone's getting ready to leave. And uh, I fucking go right back to the, the reason that I was getting hot and horny earlier. You know, of course, I was on the prowl for a threesome. You know, we had a nice little hotel across the street where i'm i'm ready to you know i'm putting in the work courtney's over here we talking to some pretty girls i'm praying their fucking boyfriend's not here or they're single or some shit or whatever and uh me, something inside me i was like oh it's operation get all this goddamn chicken out of here so i started dumping chicken into the fucking uh little fucking uh aluminum fucking bins and i started like putting i grabbed ones for lids and shit and I was like, we're taking this. And we walked out the back door and headed back to the hotel. And it's a little foggy. I'll, I'll kind of jump in on this But But uh, from what I recall, in the room, Courtney had like... Let me do this like
1: a testimony. Michael. Michael Busey. On the night in question, uh, when you returned to your hotel room with a Courtney, uh, can you tell us... Uh, Exactly what the mood was. Was it a happy mood?
0: I was in a great you mood. You was in a great mood. Okay. I think Courtney was tired and like y'all, her y'all, feet were hurting. You're on a strike this speculation.
1: Um, <laughs> Courtney was in, in a mood. Uh, you were in a great mood. However, could you walk us through
0: the chicken incident? So, from what I recall, I had. I
1: the record show my client uh, is, is
0: cooperating. Courtney had like grabbed like a plate and had some, and the plate was next to me. And then, but the bin was in my hands, and I was eating. The
1: bin is one of these tenfold bins, y'all, filled with uh, chicken fingers.
0: And I was just like drunk, like raw, like Dale Hasselhoff snuggling with a cheeseburger on the ground and shit. So I was just dipping in sauce, and shit was getting on my beard. And I was just like, a, just hell yeah. I was like, ah. And then I recall. Her being, oh my god, don't she? She gets like petty sometimes, especially when she's drunk or on her period or some shit or fucking whatever. I I recall her being like getting like real sassy, real John Benet Ramsey ish, fucking as she was like, ew, that's a, that throws her mind. I was like, Courtney, don't worry, I got a whole goddamn fucking ten of this shit. I got ten pounds of chicken fingers. Don't worry about your silly plate. There's enough for us to eat all week on this shit. And I was so excited. And then she got all like more pissy. I'm like, yo, fucking relax. It's right here. What the fuck? You don't see. I don't think she understood the significant amount of chicken that I had brought back.
1: I don't think that's the issue. I want to chime in as the sober one who was on the phone when the first part of Chicken Gate happens. Let me tell you. How my night goes until we get to chicken Gate. I drive us back. Rowdy Rob is completely wasted and coherent. Radio and me are are doing good. Mike's drunk in a happy mood. Courtney's not too drunk, but you know, she's buzzing and she's in a happy mood. I pull up to the hotel. I tell Mike and them, why don't y'all get out, go up to the hotel room. I'll find a place to park. Everybody gets out of the car. Rowdy proceeds, wasted, to walk around to the front of the car. Comes up to my window knocks on it. I roll the window down. Cowboy hat, slacks, good shirt, staring at me, staring straight through me with his drunk eyes. Rowdy goes, leave the car right here, leave it running. This is in front of the hotel in the vestibule where you drop shit off, right in front. I'm like, I can't leave the car right here running, I gotta park it. He's like, leave the car right here. And leave it running. I'm like Rowdy, I can't leave. He looks at radio. He goes, he does this all the time. It has to be his way. And I'm like Rowdy, I can't leave the fucking car running overnight in front of the hotel. I go, I'm gonna park it. He goes, you gonna go do shit? I'm like, I'm gonna park it. He then holds on to the side view mirror. As I drive, dragging his boots, his nice-ass boots, all across the ground, he won't let go. So I start driving him into bushes and shit, and he's like, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. I drive him into, like, five bushes. He won't let go. We finally park. Radio's looking at me like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, oh, you haven't seen this before. This is Rowdy. We get into the hotel. We get into the elevator. As the elevator doors close, Rowdy kicks the fucking elevator panel. Right to the point where then it starts going. The elevator opens up on our floor and never works for the rest of the trip. It's constantly doors opening and closing the whole time. I'm like, what the fuck? Rowdy, once again, I think trying to rape me is like, come on, takes his hat off. He's like, come on, we're going to bed. And I'm like, we're not going to. He's like, we're going to bed. I'm like, I'm going to the room. I'm not going to bed. We get in the room. I'm in the room for a couple minutes. Phone rings. It's Courtney. I'm answering my phone. And this is Chicken Gate, guys. Courtney goes, hey, this is what happened. This is the misconnection between Courtney and Mike. Mike grabbed a big-ass 10 pounds of chicken fingers. About an hour before this, Mike had brought up, we should take those chicken fingers. But about 15 minutes before Mike had brought that up, Courtney said, hey, Mike's going to want chicken fingers. Make a couple plates So me and Rowdy made plates And put them in the SUV I put them in the SUV Put them back there And then at the end of the evening Mike stole the giant pen Of chicken fingers So when Courtney calls me Courtney goes Hey, I've got some plates That you made of chicken fingers We had Texas toast Chicken fingers and sauce I said, okay, yeah, yeah Me and Rowdy's plates are there She's like, yeah You and Rowdy's plates are there I said, I'm gonna go to your room And go get my plates She says, okay What occurs now is, Mike not knowing that plates were individualized, you know, just putting it together, he consolidates the chicken fingers into a tin. Now, I can't tell you how... I'm trying to clean up and organize I get this. I can't tell you how Courtney's reaction was. She may have very much overreacted, but...
0: Definitely overreacted.
1: What she's trying to explain to Mike was, those were me and Rowdy's plates, and what a drunk Mike is trying to explain to Courtney is, we have chicken fingers for days! (laughs) Stop worrying about the chicken fingers!
0: Basically, I had heisted chicken, and she had prepared some chicken... So, we both didn't know we both had chicken? She knew you had chicken. You just didn't know. Oh, that bitch. Yeah, you
1: just didn't know that she had plates already for us set up for me and Rowdy. So, you had dumped them in the thing thinking, okay, cool, I'll consolidate the chicken. Now, guys, you're hearing this and you're like, oh, my God, how can you dedicate any moment of a podcast to this? Well, I'll tell you why. By the time I get to the room, passing the elevator that's like, e e e broken, uh... Also, the minute I walked out of my room, I heard Rowdy lock all of the locks, including the top locks that my key won't open. So I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to have to deal with this. Walk past the elevator that's obviously broken. Eee, eee, doors just closing, the alarm going. Get to Mike's room, thinking I'm going to go get two plates of chicken for me and Rowdy, and walk into Chicken Gate. As I walk in, Courtney's like, you need to hear this shit. Mike is like, you don't need to get him involved in this, Miguel, I'm sorry. This has nothing to do with you. You don't need to get involved in this. And I'm already like, what the fuck is... I just hung up the phone. Like, what am I getting involved in? This argument between two people who aren't even arguing. They're they, Basically, if they just both shut up and, and read each other's statements, they'd be like, oh, okay. But it goes back and forth back... I finally, at the point, I'm like, I got to get my chicken and go to my fucking room. I get the chicken. I go to my room. Rowdy has completely locked all the locks. I'm banging on the door. He's like, use your key. I'm like, you've locked the top locks. He goes, use your key. So I'm banging. I'm like, Rowdy, please open the fucking door. Use your key. And I'm like, I got chicken for us. I hear him get off the bed, unlocks the door, (laughs) looks at me, throws the door open, huffing and puffing. He's like... Why don't you have a fucking key? And I was like, I do have a key. You locked the top locks, and I can't get in. Takes the chicken once again. He's like, just get to bed. And I'm like, I'm not gonna have sex, you rowdy. Like, (laughs) like he takes his chicken. My phone starts ringing, and I'm like, what the fuck? It's Courtney. I'm like, oh shit. I answer my phone. She goes, Miguel. He's packed up all his shit.
0: And with my chicken. With his chicken. He threw his chicken in my suitcase. He threw his chicken in
1: his suitcase. She goes. He says he's going back to Florida. <laughs> I was going to go fuck some hoes. I had some hoes I go, in Texas. I go, this is the thing. I go, I'm like, where is he? She's like, he's downstairs. I'm like, fuck. I go out the room. The minute I walk out the room, as I'm walking, I hear all the locks lock, and I stop. And I go back. I'm like, Rowdy, Rowdy, did you lock the top lock? He's like, you have a fucking key. I'm like, Rowdy, please, please, please open the fucking door. I have to beg him to open the fucking door, again. he throws it open all angry. Then I'm on the phone with Courtney. I'm like, where are you at? She's like, I'm in my room. I'm like, get over here right now. I need you to stay in my room. Because if I close this goddamn door, Rowdy's going to lock it all up. So me and Rowdy's room, have a, we have a couch and a living room and stuff. So Courtney comes in the room. She's like, I just came from downstairs with him. She's like, "He's he's in the lobby. He had all of his shit.
0: And she says, he's
1: sitting on a couch saying he's flying home.
0: I'm going to go fuck some hoes and it's eat some chicken.
1: 5.30 in the morning in Texas. and he's go, So she's like, I took all his bags. He said he was going to call the cops on me. <laughs> so I go, where are the bags? She's like, I put him in the room. And then she goes, fuck. I go, what? She's like, the room keys are in the bag. So I'm like, God damn it. So I have her wait in my room so, Ralph, so Rowdy won't lock us out. I got to wait on an elevator because people who were at Coe's birthday party are staying at our hotel, and they're using the one elevator that works. I got to wait on an elevator because ours is broken. I get down. I go to the lobby guy to get a key. He's like, hey, man, is everything okay? I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, they were talking about the police. They're fighting. I'm like, they're drunk. They're fighting over chicken fingers. I'm sorry. I was like, I need to talk to him for a little bit, and I'll get him to his room. He's like, he's not causing no problems, but he can't sleep there. That's the only thing he was cared about. Like, you could have sat there all night long. You just can't sleep there, you know. So I got a key to your room. I got. She does keys. the
0: bitch drove me crazy. Like I got I lo- two keys. I love her, but when she gets all fucking crazy, I'm like, Nah, I ain't being in this situation. You over but, here bitching at me, goddamn chicken. It's you got. There's enough chicken for the whole goddamn. I that's not the argument. I could have went down the hallway and put chicken on everyone's doorstep. <laughs> like like, fucking, like the chicken like the three fairy, kings.
1: like the three kings. And there still would have been more <laughs>
0: chicken. And this bitch was bitching at me and nagging at me, and she just started piercing my ear and like. Nah, 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 nah. I'm like, shut the fuck up. There's enough goddamn chicken for everybody. So I go downstairs. There's
1: Mike. He's sitting there, just, just trying chilling. to fuck
0: and go to sleep, eat some chicken, bitch. And I'm like,
1: hey man, yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta go back to the room. I'm like, I, I, I don't, I don't know what happened. You're like, it's not your fault. You, you shouldn't be here. I'm sorry. And I'm like, ah, you know, you, you gotta go back. And
0: Your Honor, I'd like to exhibit my. Uh, This Mr. Miguel, he is exhibiting. He is testifying that I was calm, cool, and collected. You were very
1: calm, cool, collected upstairs, and you brought up to me, "This wasn't my fault, your fault." And you were very drunk, but not drunk where you were being wild. You're just like, "This isn't just isn't your fault." It was at
0: the point to where like I knew I was right. She she knew she was right, and I felt like I was in like reverse world. I'm like, "This is about chicken. There's so much chicken. This is why is she worried about." plates of chicken and it's
1: funny because both of you would come to me with your arguments and I'm like I don't think you're arguing each other I think this is all correlated and here's the deal you guys gotta remember he's trying to figure out why she's yelling at him about chicken she's trying to figure out why he's moving out because of chicken Rowdy's locking the door on me I haven't had to, been able to drink or hang out or have fun this entire trip like at this point I've just been working and I'm downstairs trying to convince my boss and one of my best friends to go back to his hotel room and go to sleep and we will solve the chicken issue in the morning, which is a couple hours away, mind you. My fear is if Courtney walks out of our room for any minute, Rowdy's gonna lock all the doors, and I'm gonna have nowhere
0: to sleep. And what did I do? I I kindly, politely went back to my room. Well, this is
1: how you did it. I was like, listen, I was like, I'm gonna have Courtney sleep on the couches in my room because you're like, I don't, I just I don't I don't need this shit. I'm done. I'm done. I'm going back home or whatever. I don't know. And I was like, I'm gonna have Courtney sleep on the couches in my room. She gets, I was like, or you can sleep in the couches in my. room. You're like, that's fine. She's like, she can sleep in the room. I'll sleep with you guys, or or, or she can sleep in your room. I'll sleep there. You're like, is it fine? I just, I'm, I was like, we're just going back to bed. I'm like, not that elevator. Come here. I'm like, we're gonna use this one. That one's broken. We get up. I'm like, I got keys for you. I'm gonna open the door, and so you go in the room, and I'm like, Courtney's gonna stay in my room on the couch. You're like, Where, whatever, or, or I'll go there. It's fine. I was like, it's cool. And then I come back into the room, and I go, Hey, Courtney everything's cool go to your room <laughs> <laughs> and then i fucked
0: their brains out yeah! for like an hour and i was like she was like really she it was, was like what? makeup chicken gate sex she
1: goes really everything's cool I said, he said come on and go back to bed <laughs> and so I, she's like oh thank you i'm like hey just take the key and then mind you rowdy snoring fucking laying on the bed just passed the fuck out the minute i get in my bed rowdy pops up walks over and and says it's too fucking hot in this room. I had the AC at like fifty nine. It was as cold as could be. I was like, okay, Rowdy. I was like, what do you want to do? And he's like, just turn on the fan. We have no fans in there. And I was like, got it.
0: Which has some fucking AC right about now.
1: Rowdy passes out. I go to bed. I wake up like ten thirty in the morning. We got to check out of the hotel. All these fuckers, you know, they had the. They're all fucking. They're, Mike's ready, packed up. Everybody's good to go. There's no more beefs going on with chicken anymore.
0: Uh, Which I still brought the chicken back to the other hotel.
1: He puts the chicken. His chicken's not been in his bag this whole time. Overnight, but here's the deal: we go back to the car. I'm gonna drive us back home, and then Mike's like, "Where's the quesadilla?" And I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "I left the quesadilla. He left the quesadilla in the fucking SUV in 115 degree Texas heat. Yeah, a chicken quesadilla. So it was nice and warm, ready to eat. And I threw it out in the morning when I saw it. And he's like, "You threw the
0: quesadilla out? So if it wasn't chicken gate, it was quesadilla Quesadilla gate. gate." Everybody's plotting on my goddamn food. We get back. We get back. I to can't wipe my ass. There's not a coat hanger in sight. <laughs> I'm just trying to fuck and go to sleep, and eat some goddamn chicken.
1: We got back to the fucking condo. This fuck unsafe. There's dead his pigeons bag. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 our, yo, pigeons kept hitting the buildings in Texas because they were following the heat streams while they flew and would just hit the buildings and then fall down and die. He heard one hit our building the last yeah, night. I was the like, last oh day. shit. I
0: was like, doom. I was like, oh shit. And I looked over and I saw a, a, a fucking fake pug fucking breathing. I was like, all oh, right, it's, it's still here. And I looked down, there's a dead fucking pigeon on the roof. I was like, oh, R.I.P. player. This motherfucker
1: unpacks the chicken fingers from his bag and puts them in the fridge. And then for the next three days, they're sitting in our fridge. We never touch these goddamn chicken fingers that were such a big deal. But we get back all the way back home. All the way back. An hour away from where we were staying. We were staying in Plano and we were in Dallas. And literally 30 minutes into being there, Rowdy is a fucking male scallywag. He's like,
0: Oh my God. Where's my wallet? We're like, I don't know.
1: I love when people ask, Where's my wallet? Like, here, Rowdy, I've been holding it the whole night for you. This motherfucker completely lost his wallet. While he
0: we, does this shit all the time. While we
1: were out, he lost his uh, the the band to his hat, he lost the feather to his hat.
0: Everything. Brand new rattlesnake band around his cowboy Luckily, hat. Luckily,
1: radio found that shit out. It's like laying on the ground. Rowdy loses his fucking wallet. And
0: this, Rowdy robs an asshole 80% of the time. You only get 20% of good times. And once he loses a cell phone or a wallet or whatever, you might as well kiss any fun times with him goodbye. He's angry. He It's as if you stole the wallet yourself.
1: Yeah, like we're all playing this big trick.
0: Yeah. This guy, like, I'm thinking, all right, maybe he's got a 50-50 shot, he calls the hotel, he calls the fucking the bar that we were at, no one has it, da, da, da. Remember,
1: we gotta fly home. So this isn't just about losing your wallet, it's about no ID or anything to get home. And we've still got three more days left in Texas.
0: Yeah, well, this is like the beginning of the trip still, almost. So, he can't find it nowhere, he's getting grumpier and grumpier, or it's like, whatever, bro. The... I think it went by two fucking more full days. Yeah. No wallet, no ID, no nothing. This motherfucker gets up early in the morning and takes the rental car, drives around Dallas on a scavenger hunt, looking for his snakeskin wallet as if he would be ever so lucky to randomly find it. And what does he do? He finds it. He goes back to the hotel he 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 finally it's one of those things where like you can call a place say, hey did y'all fine da, 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 da. i think some people unethically will be like no nope, nothing here until you fucking show up yeah, and, that's and they're what like happened. all right and here's here. the thing:
1: the morning we woke up rowdy lost his cell phone it was in the couch and it was the same couch that ate his fucking wallet
0: yeah so i don't know he's the only guy that i know that goes to a whole interstate loses his wallet and then continues to the party later two it. days later After and then gets it back yeah it's like his wallet was just on his own vacation just doing <laughs> yeah, i like, tired of this like, asshole like, i'm, I'm gonna, gonna, gonna go do my own thing i gotta totally. go see my
1: kids round can we meet up saturday afternoon ish yeah
0: and he, and he fucking came back with his fucking <laughs> yeah. wallet and then he was back to being friendly ish ish yeah
1: so here's the deal guys now it's friday right we've been there for like three days i go hey man I'd really like to take a night off. I don't want to drive. I want to be able to hang out and party. Oh God! Can I take the night off? And Mike's like, Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry about it. This is the best part. This is Mike, and I want to bring this up. I go, so okay, and we're gonna go meet up with Co and them, and they have a, a, a party bus, a, a limo bus. Um. Oh wait, no, this isn't that night. This is the night. No, this
0: it, is, it no. is that night because we were gonna meet up with them, but no, because I ended up driving up.
1: The, the night. The night that we were gonna take the party bus, I drove. I drove the car and followed them. That was another night, yeah. Well, that was no, a Saturday. Well, so this is
0: the Friday night when we're supposed to meet up with them. No, back up, though. Remember, we took the Uber to that first bar? Yeah, I know, no, no, I know, no, but this isn't the it night. It was where, the yeah. wrong bar. Well, th-
1: I know that, but that's not the night I had to drive behind the limo. That's Saturday. This is the night I took off. I was thinking of, of uh, the, the, the day they were in the party bus, but this is another party bus they're in. Yeah, I'm talking, so, about, yeah, I'm talking about the whole I'm talking bus. about Friday, yeah. So I take the night off, guys, and I'm going to tell you this much. Couldn't one of these three motherfuckers figure out an Uber for us? I got the first Uber, and took. I go, Rowdy? I go, where are we going? He names the name of the place. So I go, okay. I was like, is it this one in Dallas? Yeah. it's okay. We got the Uber. We drove By the
0: way, there. Dallas, get your shit together, okay? Stop naming every goddamn yeah. place the same shit. Yeah. There's like 10 of every restaurant, bar, strip club, all within an hour. Yeah. Definitely makes it a little confusing.
1: So I asked Rowdy. Now, I'm going to toot my own horn here, Mike. You know the truth. If... Somebody said, Miguel, we're going to the Gold Rush Bar. You know I would be like, which Gold Rush Bar, what city is it in? And then I would verify with them. Are you talking about the Gold Rush Bar? Travel
0: Miguel is very official. Yeah,
1: Dallas, Texas. And they would be like, yeah. And I'd be like, the one on 13th Street? And they'd be like, no, no, the one on 55th. Okay. I go to Rowdy. Gold Rush Bar is where we're going or whatever? He's like, yeah. I go, which one? And he's like, w- the one in Dallas. I was like, okay. We take an Uber there. We get out. We walk. We Uber to, leaves us. Uber leaves us. We get there. Rowdy goes, oh, they're dropping me their location. They're at the Gold Rush Bar. And I keep saying Gold Rush. I don't know the name of the place. They're at the Gold Rush Bar in Bo- Plano, bottled Texas. Bottled Blonde. Bottled Blonde. That's it, Mike. They're at Bottled Blonde in Fort Worth or something. Like 45, 45 minutes, minutes away. So we got to call another Uber. So I'm like, fuck, guys. I'm taking a night off. I'm not calling everything. I want to drink and hang out. They're like, fine. This is the best part. Everybody's like, no, that's fine. And we stand on that corner and no one's taking the initiative to now be like, I'll get the Uber. Blah, blah, blah. I'm just waiting now. And I'm like, I'm not going to get the Uber, guys. They're like, yeah, of course not. And it's just the fucking Sausage Castle seven days of everybody like, no, you don't have to drive. And now we just sit quietly until someone. So uh, Mike got this one. I got, well, I got this one. And that's when I was like, Fuck, I can't pay for this fucking Uber. I'm tapped out right now. So uh, we, I get the Uber. Yeah, I got dead. Yeah, I got to do it again uh what i do i make sure we get a big enough uber for us because we got people and stuff we go we get to the place we get to the place we're supposed to be we're there for like an hour and then co and his crew want to go somewhere else and we brought mike brought this scally she was real cute some mexican chick man from dallas she was a good time so she wants to go to us to the next bar i'm taking the night off trying to have cocktails i'm having a couple drinks uh we gotta go to the next bar so i'm like all right guys
0: we basically went 45 minutes north just to show up to be somewhere for fifteen minutes, like, yeah. hey, we're gonna leave. And as we get out, th- there's no way we're getting into this party bus full of people. So here we are at another place that we don't know where the fuck we are.
1: And Rowdy calls this Uber and doesn't I go, I go, you got a big enough Uber for all of us? He's like, I got an Uber. What pulls up? A goddamn like Ford Taurus. It's
0: like a Honda Civic. Honda Civic, like a yeah. Ford or Civic. Ford or, or
1: Civic, and there's five of us, and two of them are me and Mike.
0: And we're getting to know each one of these Uber
1: drivers. Oh, the Uber drive, the 45 minute Uber drive there was great because our driver was an interpreter. Terp- yeah, he was a Turk from Afghanistan and he was telling us some great stories and Mike was definitely man crushing on him as they fucking vibed. I
0: know? was like, "Yeah, I'm glad you're here. I'm um, thank you for helping our boys over there." And it was the worst pull out ever and I'm mm-hmm. glad your family's safe and yeah. we honored what we fucking promised you and you know, I'm getting a little political, like "fuck Biden." He was, pieces of shit. And- he
1: was great talking too, because he was like, he was with uh, special operations and the Marines over there, and we were like, yeah, we were like, you you have a good time. He's like, oh, he's like, this, this is amazing time. He's like, I love Army Airborne. You know, he's getting rowdy, dick hard. You know, he's like lifting up. He's like, I love Marines. He's like, they're fucking crazy, and like he's having a blast with Mike talking and shit. So we get to our destination, we get to know this Uber, we get to our destination, uh, we're there 15 minutes, and now we gotta get another Uber, and now Rowdy has called a goddamn Honda Civic to take five of us. Mm-hmm. And then here's the thing, here's what Rowdy gets, you know this, Rowdy gets defensively mad, I was like, I was like, I-, I asked you if you get a big enough Uber, he's like, I called an Uber. And I'm like, okay, the goddamn question was, did you call a big enough Uber? Yeah. So now, we have to ask if it's okay if Courtney sits on Mike's lap uh like a cross
0: guy's like i don't know this i cannot let you yeah oh, shit okay he's like i cannot i cannot so we go we
1: go to the other place that we're going to we get out we're there for 10 fucking minutes yeah. this guy pays 100 bucks to get us all in to strip the oil home.
0: oil tycoon oil dude. tycoon
1: yeah we get in Great there guy. we're there for 10 minutes and then co's crew's like all right we're going to the next bar so we get in another uber and we're like, what bar are we going to? And they're like, you're going to Bucks Wild. We get in the Uber. There's three fucking Bucks Wilds within like 20 minutes it of It was each like other.
0: A, a strip club scavenger hunt. And it was like the drunk leading the drunk. And we, we took don't the a wrong car. way. We
1: get, get in the Uber. We're riding. And the, uh, the women who are with Co's crew are like, it's Bucks Wild. And we're like, there's Bucks Wild and then Buck Wild and Bucks Wild Cabaret. They're like, it's Bucks Wild Cabaret. And then the guy's like, yeah, it's Buck Wild. And we're like, God damn. And everybody assures us it's Bucks Wild Cabaret. Rowdy gets that angry point. He's like, just get in the fucking Uber. It's Bucks Wild. We get in. We're driving. And I'm looking at the Uber. And I'm like, how far away was Bucks Wild's guy? And Rowdy's like, it's five minutes down the road from here. I'm like, the Uber says it's 40 minutes away. And the guy's like, yeah, Bucks Wild's 40 minutes away. And we're like, no, it can't be. And he's like, yeah. We have to have this Uber driver change location to the other Bucks Wild. We get to the other buck Wild, and we still are at the wrong one. We got to go nine minutes down the street to the other one. Right when we get out of this Uber, we get out. It drives off. Fucking Cohen and them come walking out. And they're like, yeah, we're going to go to another bar.
0: We're going back to the hotel. Yeah, they say, come to the hotel with us. And the hotel's like, like 40 minutes away. We're like, oh my God, fuck. We got this beautiful, nice downtown rooftop pool. Yeah. Fucking dead pigeons. Fucking crackhead homeless motherfuckers. There's a giant... Uh, fucking Bluewell mural for fucking Miguel to jack his dick to, it is fucking a vibe. We're like, you know, we're cashed out for the night. We're yeah. we're gonna we're gonna see you next time. We're 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 gonna go hang out with Radio and he's got he had some gorillas. We oh got no, let
1: me day. mind you this part. We told Radio to meet us at the first oh, bar. Oh, that's right. The one that we turned out to be. So the he wrong was a strip club
0: behind us every time. And Radio
1: lives fucking. next to all these other places we ended up at and went all the way to Dallas. And he bought bottles He went He went to, won he won won. Went to the, the blonde place that we were supposed to be at, the first bar. We forgot to tell Radio that that was the wrong one. He was sitting in VIP. He bought bottles. So then he ended up meeting us at the last bar. Here's the thing. It was like 3 o'clock in the morning, and Radio had texted me. He was like, hey, what bar are you going to? And I was like, Bucks Wild. And then my phone died. And so I was like, you know what? I hope Radio didn't meet us at Bucks Wild. And I was like, yeah, you know what? He wouldn't. He would have texted Robbie." We take an Uber home from Bucks Wild. This Uber driver didn't like us at all, guys. Yeah, we, we
0: weren't we weren't vibing with this Uber driver. We weren't driver. Vi- but then it all changed Yep.
1: because as we were right in Dallas, we're stopped at a red light. This Uber right driver,
0: by our hotel, right by our, 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 condo, our, our condo. This
1: Uber driver hadn't talked to us for shit. He wasn't vibing with us. And we're at a red light <laughs> and we're watching this car making an illegal left. And this sprinter van is coming down, going like seven miles an hour. It ain't going shit. And the car's making the illegal left, and all of a sudden I was like, No, 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 no. The car didn't pay attention. It whacked right into the side of this sprinter van.
0: And we're like, oh shit.
1: Five big ass brothers hop out of the sprinter van, and two trannies hop out of the car. And then Mike Vusey's like, goddamn, trannies hitting them dope boys. And our Uber driver, <laughs> young, I'm over here Snapchatting. Yeah, young black dude busts out laughing. He's like, them bitches didn't even see him. This guy ain't said one word the whole trip. For the next 10 minutes, we're fucking
0: homies tight, yo. Yeah, we're all talking about this fucking, these drunk trainees are definitely drunk as fuck. Just T-boned a fucking sprinter full of dope boys. (laughs) It was not the vibe, and it's dark. We're under overpass. she she gets out of the car,
1: the the girl who hit the fucking dope boys, she gets out of the car, and she's like, what the fuck? (laughs) She
0: T-boned them. I was like, yep. There's a good way to say, let's get the fuck home and go to sleep and eat some of these chicken tenders I still got, boys. Never
1: touched the chicken tenders. He had Did to I, know? The, no. Are you sure? No, did you did didn't. You a, did you run I, a nobody ever CSI the fucking
0: tenders. cotton swab on them chicken tenders? The next day, though, was great,
1: because that's when we went out to Rick's Cabaret, and we had our booking there, and we first got up, I think we got up with Cohen and them, yeah, we went, we went to that concert, that Mike Ryan concert. So,
0: I, I think that they felt bad that we went on a scavenger hunt. So they sent uh, the Sprint, which confused me, because I was thinking, like, yo, they're going to come pick us up. They
1: kept saying party bus, too.
0: Yeah, so we're like, all right, cool. Um, we're, we're trying to figure out logistics, because we're like, all right, got to be here at a certain time. And we got to do this at a certain time. So we're like, okay. And then we're kind of, like, scared to tell radio. We're like, yo, bro, just, like. We'll hit you up like later tonight or something. The some minute shit. we touch down in that bitch, we will hit you up. Cause that's the same night we got booked to be at Rick's. So we gotta it's it's we've got some sleep. We're good. We've had some tacos. I went and took a photo next to a giant ass eyeball. Courtney had a panic attack, she drove on a highway that wasn't in Florida and she freaked out. Uh it's good, it's a good vibe. I got my chicken tender still. I got my fucking fake pug that's breathing and shit. It's a good vibe. Uh, the car don't got no boots on it. Roddy Rob's got his fucking wallet back or yeah. recharged. We're about to go to the strip club. We're about to wild the fuck out. It's it's our last night in Texas, and we're like, okay. And then we get like the the invite. Hey, you want to come see a, a a country artist named Ryan Mike, Mike Ryan? Mike Ryan. And uh, we're like, damn, this guy's got two two first names. This is fucking kind of, all right, whatever. So and then handsome motherfucker, good looking very, motherfucker, very very nice. And he's like performing some concert right in front of the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. Yeah, at some huge like where the the, the Texas Rangers play, yeah. like this huge like outdoor fucking complex and fucking huge fucking bar. I had, we went. I went to a bar that had like two mechanical bulls, and it was just wild and fucking. Uh, it was
1: a whole entertainment complex, multiple restaurants. Yeah, bars. it was like
0: six stories of yeah. shit. It was like a city walk that's here in Orlando, yeah. but Texas and huge and fucking. Yeah, it was crazy. And, uh, you know, going to venues, we appreciate certain venues. We look at things like, oh, this is really cool. We like this one. We don't like that. Well, anyways, we watch this concert. We're backstage. But um, before we get there, I'm uh, like, all right, cool. I, I'm My ass is wiped. I'm good to go. I'm trying to figure out, hey, what do we bring? Because I don't want to go and get stuck somewhere and then be too late to the strip club. So Miguel was nice enough. to to run fucking uh he was the albatross he he was following us fucking in in the in the rental why me rowdy rob and courtney got into a sprinter van which we assumed the whole crew was coming and then they had just sent it to us to come get us to bring us to them so it it brought us and the next thing you know we're at a hotel and we're like oh this because they had hit us up the next day uh after chicken gate it was like come to pool yeah i'm like where pool i was like "Where at uh hotel pool party now
1: oh, also dre had told me to get this specific hotel and he was like yeah that's where we all stay at." and it wasn't the hotel where they were all staying
0: yeah and then the name of the hotel he said there was like six of them and we had already were like nah we don't we're just like we'll stay here <laughs> so yeah. uh we got brought to this hotel we had never knew so we showed up and then next thing you know they're like oh man it's been crazy man hey man thanks for coming like, yeah thanks for having us and then uh i met uh, a guy named danny who's the uh, a fucking a&r executive for columbia records and he's getting wasted this oil tycoon guys here uh he's wasted and everyone's just partying and then me and the Asian fucking AR guy starts fucking hitting it off and we're talking business. And he's asking me like certain questions like, you need to find me a, a, a Latino fucking country artist. I'll give you a million dollars. I was like, shit, I'll fucking, we jump, I'm jumping out of the sprinter van right now. I'll find you a Latino artist, right? Real quick, Blair. I'm like texting people and he's like, what's that in your phone? What's that? I'm telling him like, oh, that's my house. Like, what the fuck? Give me more. Tell me more. So we're just like, broing it out and we're having a good time. And then we show up to the to the to Mike Ryan concert. And then I didn't know like who this guy was, but he, he was very nice and extremely handsome and had a lot of fucking sexy country girls. They definitely wanted to fuck him. And we're hanging out and then I'm introducing him to the AR guy and he's unsigned. He's blowing up and then they're talking and then, you know, next thing you know we're having a bunch of mutual friends. We're having a good time. And thank God Miguel fucking ran quarterback on the fucking rental car because just as we suspected we get there and then we don't know what the fuck they're gonna do so then they wind up getting like pulled into some bar after his performance that was like four stories up and then then they're getting, fucking bottles are going everywhere confetti and shit i'm like bro i gotta be at a strip club that i'm supposed to be at like like tonight like in a couple hours so we had to duck out and then i'm like all right i'm not gonna see these motherfuckers again the rest of the night I was like, "Hey, come through, you know, whatever." Da-da-da-da. And we we uh, we get in the car, and we're like, "Man, we're fucking hungry." And uh, Rob we'll Rob is out. bitching uh, at us. Like, "Girl, I need some food."
1: Drunk ass Rob, wasted now, wasted. Taking it, unzipping his pants. Yeah, hat off,
0: shoes off. He looked like you see those old movies of a cowboy. He he puts his uh, boots by the fire and he's got his hat off. Yeah, he's hanging up his long johns on a fucking cactus. Like it's not even—he like was drying out and he's
1: dead. It's not even midnight. It's eleven o'clock.
0: Yeah, and we're pulling in.
1: We're getting ready to go to our gig, and as we're driving there, drunk as Rob is wasted, just talking shit, and we're then pulling so, to a Waterburger. Well, let me tell. Let me tell this part. No, no, the Whataburger's going home. Yeah, yeah. This no, no before- Jack in the Box is there, bro. I got this. I got Okay, this, baby. so it was Waterberg, it was but Jack yeah, in the Box me, on the way there. I got you gonna enjoy this because guys, Rob wasted. He's like, yo, we gotta get something to eat. I'm like, we gotta get close to Rick's first. We got like a forty five minute drive. We gotta get close to Rick. He's like, We gotta get something to eat now. I'm fucking hungry. I'm like, uh mind you, everybody's gonna be like, Man, this trip makes Rob look like an asshole. No, Rob is an asshole. He's just a down ass homeboy we love. But he's like, uh, we gotta get we gotta get we gotta get something to eat. We got some i I'm like, no, Rob i'm like as we get closer we'll get something to eat we get close and courtney's like and rob's like we got jack in the box right now and i'm like we'll we'll get something to eat and courtney's like i've never been to jack in the box i said courtney i'll tell i'll I'll make sure we go to jack in the box and then rob starts getting pissy He's like, oh, oh Oh, fucking courtney wants some jack in the box and all y'all gonna take her to jack in the box but y'all won't take me nowhere for food i'm like rob we're going to get food right now it's right next to the strip club We pull into the jack in the box. Courtney goes, Rob, what do you want? He goes, tell him to give me two Crispy Millers. We're like, what? He's like, two Crispy Millers. And then we're like, what? And he's like, do whatever the fuck y'all want. And so we pull up to the actual speaker, and Courtney's like, Rob, what do you want? We look back. Rob is asleep in the drive-thru. Yep. Just fucking snoring. Wasted. Dead asleep. Dead asleep. So we order him some tacos. We get our food. We pull up. We pull up to the strip club. Rob's passed the fuck out. Mike's filming him. He's snoring. The minute we pull into the strip club and put the fucking SUV in park, Rob's eyes pop up. He's like, y'all didn't even get me no food. And we're like, we got you these fucking tacos right here. And he's like, I didn't even order nothing.
0: (laughs) And here's the thing. Here I am thinking like, yo, we just got booked here. We're supposed to be turned up. This was going to be like that extra cherry on the top we're about to celebrate yeah. it's our last night in dallas we're going back to rick's and granted we pulled in and we're like bro this is the same, same exact Ritz one yeah. here we are thinking it's different we're trying to tell our followers like yo it's not it's not that one by the airport it's the other one we don't realize that it's the same fucking exact one we're at me and miguel are having flashbacks yeah we're like holy shit i lived here My god for that's me. where i fucked star and yeah. cookie over there in the parking lot and and the manager came out and said, yeah. hey, we, we need fucking Cyrus to come back to work tonight. y'all yeah. mind? Yeah. So we're we're fucking excited to be there. The the, the place is packed. Thank you for everyone and who came out. And as we out.
1: pull up, radio and all the homeboys are texting us. They're like, hey, we're here. We're here. We're here. And radio brought his midget, which is always fun to meet new midgets. And and,
0: the, and, and here was the other thing. We thought it was the same midget. Yeah, because radio's got multiple midgets. Yeah. We thought it was the same midget that we met uh, at last year's Drunk People in Costumes that I happened to walk in on. And he was washing his hands in my bidet, and and was, that's
1: the same midget that was doing running a train with that with that big white girl.
0: Yeah, so I'm like thinking it's my homie, like yo, what up, man? I'm like looking, I'm like, hold on, wait a minute, his, his head's a little bit different. He got a little more of that downs in it. <laughs> this Not was like a more downsy one. midget, definitely. And this is a, this is a, you wouldn't think there was that many black midgets, but there are. They're out there in the streets, and this wasn't. And there was a couple people that kept calling him midget Mac. You yeah. can tell ain't nothing piss a midget off more than getting described for another midget. And uh so, yeah, we, we're fucking, we're thinking Rob is dead. This motherfucking rose from the ashes like a phoenix, like a Texas phoenix. Popped up. Popped up. Tried to put his feather back in his hat. Yeah. Put his boots back on. Probably ate him a couple of fucking crystal burgers, wherever the fuck that shit was. I don't fucking know. We walked in. Manager, Red, thank you so much. Yeah. We fucking... Gave us the whole section. We're wilding out, and then by this time I'm like, "All right, now I'm about to get real reckless." We start bringing bottles out for yeah, us. Yeah, we start fucking wilding out. That we had members in there that were like that had been members for like six years. Like They were like, yo,
1: oh my God. And we, what we did was we invited all the members to just kick it in our section and yeah, drink they, bottles they,
0: and shit. Yeah, they all sat in our section. And they definitely drank all of our fucking booze. Yeah, so if you were a member uh, of MyBeast.com and you were in Dallas, Texas, you definitely got drunk because you definitely drank all of our bottles.
1: Literally about an hour into it, the first round of bottles were all fucking gone yeah. and none of us had really had
0: drinks. Yeah, and I was like, and then by this time, all the homies, Co. and his crew, and our our new friend Mike Ryan, yeah. country sensation, he shows up, and then we're all fucking having a good time. And then it just turns the fuck up, and uh, oh, in the
1: A and R, he was so fucked up, he had to sit in our uh, in our SUV with the air on. And he's like, I can't go in there. And then I found out he's like a germaphobe, and he's like, strip clubs terrify me. He's like, doesn't it disgust you? He's like, these girls are just grinding on everybody. I'm like, I'm trying to get back in there right now,
0: and get my dick rocked. You heard? Party. You heard? This is Rick's homie. I and can I, fuck one of these. And I was kind of sad and lot because the, the tour bus ain't there. Oh, that's so. It's like my, it's my sancti- s- sanctuary, yeah. my safety net. What we
1: do when we when we party at Rick's and we got the tour bus. We send some of the crew into our section to party, and the rest of us just stay partying in the bus, and then the girls come back to the bus and party with us.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's uh, it was a different vibe, you know, and uh, it was still a great fucking time, a great fucking night, uh, a great way to end the whole thing. We're fucking hammered. We fucking finally get back late as fuck, where there's some chicken tender still to be eaten, no some dead pigeons them. along the way. We see the random gay dude walking his dog yeah! again. We're, we're like into, holy it's fuck five o'clock in the fucking morning we're coming back from rick's and there the dude is like hey guys
1: and i felt like at the end of the trip we're gonna be like yo who's that random gay dude and they're like watch wow, Charlie died 30
0: years ago yeah and me and miguel had went live on the the facebook instagram because in i'm not pool, allowed yeah not the instagram because i'm not allowed to broadcast live on instagram right now for some Haters. reason uh but uh the facebook group we went live and we we were talking about everything and it was definitely some people that were definitely disgusted when I showed up and took my shirt off. Two other gay dudes that just turned away. They took their chairs, stood up, and turned them opposite direction They definitely of us. did
1: not want to see us.
0: Yeah, so we were up there, went live. We were so excited, all you members of Mightbe.com that came out. Thank y'all so much. A great fucking time. We're all fucking ready to just fucking die. We're like, all right, cool. At least we got a late flight. So uh, our buddy Radio had a, a podcast he, we were gonna go back by his studio we show up and we're we're feeling like hammered dark dog, dog shit. shit it's a hundred and fucking 10 degrees outside we definitely probably didn't shower Mm-mm. when we woke up we're just like hey we gotta get the fuck out of here we got so we to just,
1: check out of the place at like noon
0: yeah so we get up we get out and uh then there's this other guy there. He's like, all right, guys, you ready for your photo shoot? I'm like, photo shoot. I'm wearing the same clothes as last night. That's my like, fucking shark shit. I had to shit. grab
1: shit out of my bag because I'm wearing like a fu- I-, I think I was wearing a fucking Camp Crystal Lake shirt with barbecue sauce on it. Yeah, oh, and definitely. flip-flops.
0: I was looking like shit. Yeah, so we were looking like shit. We were feeling like shit. But we're about to do a- another person's podcast. Which, and we're
1: goddamn professionals, though. That's yeah.
0: the thing. We'll we we're rally. And the other thing is, is that we don't necessarily like to do other people's podcasts because, like... A lot of times we get asked all the time to do another podcast, and a lot of times they're not on the same wavelength, or they're not the same professionals that we are, or, or you know whatever. We just it's just awkward, weird shit. But we hit we had a really good vibe, and we did. We were supposed to do like thirty minutes. We did like an hour and yeah, plus, we did like an
1: hour. It was called the Shit IDK Shit I Don't Know Podcast.
0: Yeah, and and we definitely were blowing their minds because we were talking about some shit that nobody talks about in there, and it was it was two brothers hosting it so they hear a big latino and a big gringo fucking come in there talking all kinds of crazy shit and we had stories for days and uh we're, we're glad that radio let us uh invited us out there we did the photo shoot it was probably the worst photo shoot we've ever looked yeah. but we did it and then we did the podcast and we my travel agent here mcgill was like all right we, we got an hour we got to go we get and i'm over here like Yo man, we you don't think we can go back to Radio's place and play with the monkeys and, and like, hang out no, in the waterfall. Man. We got to get to the grotto. Ar- because
1: I thought the airport process was going like Orlando's a big airport. And so when you get to the Orlando airport, it's going to take you an hour and a half to get onto your plane on the best day, you know. So I'm
0: over here like I asked him like three, or four. I'm like, you sure we can't? You wanted, with to, he wanted to play with monkeys
1: in the pool so fucking bad because has
0: got like, this beautiful grotto. I'm like, man, we got time, man. Da-da-da-da, let's go. And I'm like,
1: we don't have any time. We got to get to the flight.
0: So we get there and we make really, really good time. Much better time than we did before.
1: Let me rewind to something that's important. While we were in Dallas, me and Courtney wanted weed. So one of the days. We got hooked up with this dude that we didn't know.
0: Oh, yeah. I forgot about but, that. But,
1: but a homie told us uh, where to go to go
0: get weed. Went on a little scavenger hunt again.
1: So on one of the days, Courtney and me drive to this place where this homie's supposed to hook us up with weed. And he's like, yeah, yeah, come to my dispensary. We're like, oh, cool. We're like, uh, there's dispensaries in Texas? He's like, nah, this is uh, this is a legal one. We're like, okay. We get there. These are the directions when we get there. Drive to the back alley of the storage facility, pull up next to the big white van, and I'll come out.
0: Sketch city.
1: When the dude comes out, cross-eyed as fuck. Mike, how cross-eyed
0: was he? Awkwardly cross You couldn't even look at him in the I face. I think of
1: him like that That, that fucking, uh, what's his name, Yosemite Sam holding two pistols like on the back of a truck yeah. to him? Yes. That's where his eyes were going. His eyes were covering the room. We get in there, he's de- he, he's like real happy, because he's like, oh yeah, you know, this this homie that hooked us up, man, you know, she spoke real highly of you, and he's like trying to impress us. Me and Courtney, sometimes me and Courtney forget, man, we get like kind of arrogant, we don't mean to be. We come to this place, he takes us to the back room, he's like, check it out, I got you an eighth of this, I got you an eighth of this, I got you an eighth of this, I got you a pen, and I got you these edibles.
0: Meanwhile, I'm in, I'm in the rental car, like kind of like... Looking back and forth, seeing what he your back alley at a back at the very end of the dead end of the back alley. Next to
1: the rape van. Yes. So he hooks us up with his whole back and I'm like, all right, man, what do I owe you? He's like, nah, nah, man. You know, you know, your homegirl told us to hook you up, so I'm gonna hook you up. And me and Courtney not realizing at that moment, what should you do, guys? Shout out know, to Oklahoma that yeah, didn't yeah, come yeah, see yeah, us. Yeah, it didn't come to Flake Oklahoma. Uh instead of him being like uh, you know, he gave us all this butt. And instead of us being like, oh man, it's so nice of you. Thank you so much. He obviously wanted to talk to us. He goes, nah, I'm going to hook it up. Courtney grabs the bag. She goes, thanks. And just turns around and walks away. And I'm like, bye. And as we're walking away, he's trying to talk to us. He's like, yeah, you know, man, you know, you well, I definitely want to come out sometime. And we're like, yeah, it's a pretty cool place. He's like, yeah, maybe I'll come kick it at Sauce Castle sometime. I'm like, yeah, you know, just be a member. You know, like, we fucking boom. So we get this bud from him. This is our bud for the trip. Fast forward now. Fast forward to us leaving radio studio got more bud than you
0: expected mm-hmm. for the trip yeah and we and you got it. a lot left over by the time we we're at the airport because we got there so soon that i started immediately bitching about the monkeys and the waterfall that we yeah. could have been enjoying because you know you yeah. play, you were, you did a smart i'd rather be there early but we I were there it was a little gonna take too were
1: i thought it was gonna take a lot longer because airport. how long how long it, were it
0: there
1: took, it, we it took us 45, how early were listen early? This, it took us 45 minutes to get to the airport and 15 minutes to get through everything you know, I thought it was going to take us an hour. So we're about two and a half hours early. Yeah, we're, almost, two and a, we're, we're
0: like three hours early. Two and a half hours early. That was a lot of monkey waterfall time <laughs> that, we, that we could have been enjoying. So
1: we had so much weed. We had to throw away what was left over the weed, but we had this edible. And me, Ra- me, Rowdy, Courtney, we smoked, man. I smoke. If you've, you know I smoke, guys. If you've been a member's party, you know I smoke. You know Courtney smokes. We split this edible. We don't read anything about this edible. We don't read anything in it. We split it three ways. We get through the airport security. We go down, and the edible starts kicking in with me, and I see gate 20, so I sit down with us.
0: And me being the irresponsible motherfucker just walking following Miguel's lead. So we
1: sit, check it out, we sit at gate 20, and then in the next 30 minutes, this edible kicks in harder than any edible I have ever eaten in my life. And it gets to the point where me and Mike were looking for, like, a country, he's looking for like a Mexican country artist for this A&R, and i am so tuned in high, I'm like sending my, boom, this is this guy, he's blah, 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 this is this, is, this is his, this is his backstory, this is it, because I'm in that point where I'm high and zoned in. But then, guys, about 45 minutes after that, the edible kicks in again even harder, and now begins one of the highest moments of my adult life. Imagine sitting in an airport at a terminal.
0: When you could have been playing with monkeys and waterfalls.
1: Fair enough. Looking out the big window, seeing the sun, the Hustler Jet, or the Playboy Jet came flying by. The sun's beautiful. It's staring in my face. And all of a sudden, I start getting so high, guys, that I start thinking about the Scallies that I hook up with. And I start having an epiphany that I'm like, none of these girls are good. They're not worth it. You're You're wasting your life. And all of a sudden, high as fuck, I start going through my phone, looking at Scally's names, and like, erasing them. Wow. Like, I'm like, I want to change. What did you fucking eat? I'm like, I want to change my life, Miguel. I was like.
0: You eat that Jesus edible. I'm like, you need to do better. You need to. Tell me coming to Jesus edible.
1: Listen, guys, I'm so high. I'm going through that. At this moment, I look over at Courtney. And Courtney is shaking and her lips are quivering and she's staring at me. She told me later on she was so high. She thought all of us were making fun of her. And she was texting AK like, I can't be in this airport right now. I look over and see that. and I'm like, oh, that's too intense. I don't need that. And I don't want to make eye contact with Mike because he's going to start talking to me. And I can't deal with that right now, too. But guys, at this moment, I look over at Rowdy Rob. I need you to understand he's in his cowboy hat, sunglasses, Houston Astro jersey earpods on, staring out the fucking window, and there are tears running down his eyes. And I'm like, all I'm thinking is my mind right now is like, he gets it. We gotta stop fucking all these wrong scallies. But really, Rowdy told me later on, he was thinking he had an epiphany, and he was like, I need to be a country artist. (laughs) And that's going through his mind, while every now and then, too, I still hear Mike like, yeah, I mean, we could probably find this tag. And I'm like, oh, God, he's talking to me again. <laughs> I'm Meanwhile, out.
0: I have no idea they had done this. Mm-mm. And I'm like not, I'm 100% good. I had a good yeah. trip. I'm like, all right, I'm ready to get back home and see my babies.
1: Courtney and me, I look at Courtney and I go, you want to go get something to drink? And she's like, <laughs> like shaking. So that's when we went to go get, they got you the Gatorade's and stuff like that. Me and Courtney go walking. The whole time we're walking, Courtney says the whole walk. She's like, I can't be here. I can't be here. I'm too high to be in an airport. Meanwhile, I'm walking like I freed myself of scallies. I have no earthly tether. We walk right into a candy shop. And Mike, what do I do? I start filling bags up with fudge. And I'm just like, this looks like a good one. This looks like a good one. This looks like a good one. I grab the fudge. I grab two Gatorades, I put them in a bag for you, I grab a cherry Coke for me, and I just walk out of that fucking store without even paying.
0: You still got it.
1: Yeah, and I just was like, "Come, Courtney. In the end, what is money worth? <laughs> oh <laughs> High God. as fuck. So, we sit down, and I'm drinking my soda, and I've, I've, I've released myself of my earthly tether. Rowdy's tears have dried. Courtney's scared a little less. She's, like, leaning on Mike. And it's about... Thirty minutes before our flight's supposed to leave, and I'm like, "That's curious." Nobody's no, Or like fifteen. No, it's thirty minutes. I know the time. I know the time. Oh, Damn. sorry. If yeah, thirty me, minutes because it I'm like, "Me edibles." Yeah, because I'm like, "This is a yeah." Imagine time stop for me. So I'm like, I look at the ticket, and I'm like, "We should be boarding the plane now." When you, when you're this high, you don't look at things like, "Huh, we should be boarding the plane." You're like, "We should be boarding the plane now," and I'm like, "That's curious." And then I get up, and I go to the flight attendant, and I'm like, hey, ma'am, all calm, because I just realized we're in the wrong area. I'm like, is this the wrong area? And she's like, yes. And I'm like, where do we need to be? She points out the window across the runway all the way to the other side of the airport. We're supposed to be at D20. I was so high, I just sat down at the first 20 I saw. And I, I... this is how it was all calm mike and I, at this time i have no idea what the fuck's he has going no on idea i come up to everybody i'm just p- packing my bags all quietly throwing them on me and i'm like we have to leave we're at the wrong terminal and our flight's about to board and everybody who was high got up all soft and quickly and mike's like what do you mean and i'm like mike we're at the wrong terminal we've got to go mike's not freaking out he's like what the fuck everybody who's high is like michael we're at the wrong terminal we had to race across the airport
0: Get on! It was O.J. Simpson in the fucking Hertz commercial. Yes, we had to get
1: on a train, take that train all the way to the very last stop, and then exit all the way. And this is how I knew Rowdy was high, because he never complained, he never said anything, he just smiled the whole time. We were the last people getting on the plane.
0: Oh, for sure. Four
1: last people. We get to the plane. I don't know how this happens. Rowdy gives them his ticket. They scan his. I give them my phone. They scan mine and they go to me, sir, you're already on the plane. This is not what you need to hear when you're high as fuck. (laughs) She's like, you're already on the plane. I'm like, like, and I'm like, I can't be. And she's like, sir, it says you're already on the plane. And I'm like, but I'm here. And she's like, I don't know. And then I go, wait. And then she asked me, is your name Robert Piker? I say, no, he's Robert Piker. And I look at Rowdy's face, and he's terrified now. (laughs) And then she's like, "Uh, sir, can I see your ticket? And he gives her his ticket, and it says Robert Piker. And then I hand her my phone, and mine says Miguel Colon. And she's like, I don't know what to do right now. And me and Robbie look at each other like terrified children. And the one flight attendant's like, it says you're already on the plane. And then I think I'm smart, and I'm like, but none of us are on. And she's like, but he's already on. And I was like, oh, but I'm not. And like, I think my highness just made everybody be like, get him on the fucking plane. So we they just seat us on the plane, and now here comes the biggest debacle. Now Mike realizes Courtney's high, and he's telling her, hey, you've got to be coherent enough to answer the question when they ask you, are you capable of uh, assisting, assisting an in emergency. an emergency? Because we're in our white, cl- white trash first class again. And... Me, Courtney, and Rob are so high. We are all rehearsing our answer. And Courtney doesn't think she could do it. (laughs) Like She's like, yes. Rob's like, yes, 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 yes. And I'm like, ooh, I'll say something cool, like affirmative. And so he comes up to us. We're so high. And he goes to Courtney, and he's like, in the event of emergency, can you assist? And her yes was so perfect. She was like, yes. And he's like, good. And he goes to Rob. And he's like, in the event of an emergency, do you think you could help? Rob, sunglasses, cowboy hat, earbuds, the stains of tears running down his face, looks over at me, nods, and I nod at Rob. And then he looks back and he goes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> <That was so laughs> and, stupid. Uh, and I'm nodding like, Hell yeah, my crew's got it. And then he comes to me and he's like, In the event of emergency, do you think you can help? And I was like, affirmative. He's like, I need you to say yes. And I'm like, I'm fucking up. I'm fucking up. I'm fucking up. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And he's like, yes. And I'm like, yes, yes. He's like, okay. And he looks at me and I can tell he's like, yo, this motherfucker's fucked up. And then when the plane goes, he sits on the jump seat right in front of me. I close my eyes. I wake up. They're handing out sodas. I get my soda. I wake up. My soda's in my hand dangling, spilling on the ground because I fell asleep with my soda and I was tipping it for the homies like I didn't know. So it's running probably to the bag behind me,
0: whoever has their shit. Oh, Courtney uh, fell asleep but woke up, smacked her entire drink into my lap and ran down my fucking shoe all over me and I'm just looking at her like, oh, you motherfucker. You stoned, uncoordinated, klutzy motherfucker. I'm on a plane with people who are fucking completely gone. And I'm just like, I want to get the fuck out of here. I'm too big to be on this plane. Wake me up. I need some more NyQuil. I want to wake up and go back home. And almost four hours later there we were back Back in orlando Orlando. thank you to electron john who took us there early in the morning and picked us up
1: mind you we we were all starving and we made electron john take us to get something to eat and the perfect way to end this dallas trip oh yes we stop at a wawa on a place called obt if you guys don't know orange blossom trail located in central florida is some hood ash street it's well known for its fucking for its sex workers is is, is, oh, is hustlers yeah.
0: everything but normally unattractive unattractive
1: streetwalkers Un street walkers, ladies living hard ass lives dudes uh you know like all all, all genders working that track are living hard ass lives we
0: we pulled up to a McDonald's at first yeah and they they greeted us at the fucking board. But then didn't say nothing. Then we pulled up, and then they were hiding from us. They were us. hiding from us. I was like, you motherfuckers. I was like, all right, and just take me to me, Wawa. Me, Rob, and Courtney are still high as fuck. And I'm not high. And I'm drunk looking or around anything. And I'm seeing prostitutes scattering Every, like cockroaches. Guys, guys, when
1: we got to that Wawa, there were probably 14 girls. And here's the thing. In thong panties and bras and high heels, G-strings. Yeah. And uh, in, 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 in fine as fuck.
0: There was two of them that was beyond fine that I was like... I kind of looked at them several times, and if you were watching my my Snapchat, you were watching me hide inside of the fucking produce fucking cooler, and I'm filming through some fucking cheese sticks and some bananas because I could not believe what I was seeing. These prosties were fucking just gorgeous at the Wawa, and I thought it was I thought it was a, a, a strip club was like across oh, the street. Oh, hundred and they, got robbed, they were just getting. Snacks. I thought it was La Palace's Ugh. like girls because yeah, I'm like, yo, this bitch fine. is fine, sexy red bone girl, sexy as fuck, and I was like, damn. And then I saw a bunch of Mexican dudes in there just staring like toad, toad city right at the front. And she's like, y'all act like y'all never seen no hooker before. I was like, I think she said hooker. Yeah, I think she's a hooker. And I hear her go, I'm at the charge y'all motherfuckers. Y'all just keep staring. And then I was acting like the nice, like, oh, hello, ma'am. Here, here, here. And I was opening the door. I was, and, I was so high. You know, I, was getting,
1: I was getting my sandwiches. she was getting hers. And I was just looking at her like. I am above Scallywag, so I don't need you. And then later on, when we landed, got back home, and I woke up horny, I was like, where the
0: fuck is that Wawa? Bro, I'm about we about to go to the Wawa tonight, right no, now. I'm going to go to It's on w- Orange Blossom Trail. It's right there by the Florida Mall. There's a Wawa. There was... That fucking block was buzzing, bro. Yeah. And... I I uh, actually went in and I forgot my spoon, so I had to go back in. Oh and slick old spoon forgetting ass. And I was like, I wanted to be like, hey uh, y'all y'all got a phone number or something? <laughs> Cause like y'all look like y'all work at this. I didn't I not say nothing like this. I was just thinking. I was like, oh my god, like you're they brilliant. were
1: fine as fuck.
0: And they made and no one in Wawa was saying anything. This girls this girl butt ass naked almost pussy hanging out. Yeah. Out. And I'm like, yo, this like that's not the normal. That's not the situation. We got street walkers they're the, a little less uh less attractive. The, the
1: best is when Way I when attractive. I talked to Rob about it. Rob's like I walked in and he goes I saw those girls pretty much butt ass naked and Rob goes he goes I I can't do this. <laughs> He's like, can't be here right now rob said too he was so high when he was sitting in the airport he looked across and saw this girl just eyeballing him and he was just thinking i can't fuck you right now i'm sorry he's like i'm just not in a good place
0: <laughs> but that so, was our that, Texas that was it. adventure guys that was it uh texas dallas texas we love you thank you all the members who came out uh thank you to co dre the whole fucking crew uh thank you to rick's Reddit Ricks, thank you so much for having us. We'll definitely uh be back. Thank you for and, that cross
1: eyed um, edible dude. The, yeah, shout Wawa. the
0: Shout out to everybody. Shout out to the dead pigeons we've seen in the city. Shout out to all the Shout
1: out to the interpreter Uber driver who fucking did eight years as an interpreter for us in Afghanistan.
0: Shout out to the rude ass uh fucking Uber driver solid trainee uh collision. Yeah, he turned out to be cool. Yeah, so uh and thank you guys who have been uh, wanting to hear and see more. Uh, we, we go what y'all want. If, if y'all want more, you got to demand it. You got to tell yeah, us. Man. like we You got to stroke our ego a little bit. Fucking fluff our balls. Say, hey, we want more. Demand it. We'll give it to you because we work for you, the people. We want to entertain you guys. Thank y'all so much. From the truckers to the house moms to the degenerates to the fucking dope boys to the fucking rednecks to the fucking assholes, whoever the fuck you are. However this may find you. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. Uh, w- once again, we'll be in Tampa this Tampa Friday.
1: August 5th. We'll be there from 11 o'clock in the evening till the next morning. August 14th, we'll be at Oasis on the River. And uh, we've drunk got people in costumes drunk coming. Drunk people in costumes. Right, right on the Halloween corner. Weekend.
0: We're under the 90-day uh, window. So yeah. if you're not a member, you are going to miss the biggest, the wildest, the craziest, sexiest party every single year is Drunk People in Costumes. Here at the Sausage Castle. We love you. Thank you so much for being members. And if you're not, sign up. Check out the years and years of content. And uh, if you like, if you like, listen to us, tell us. Tell us. We, we want to keep, we, we need to get back. We need to get back to doing a show once a week. Yeah, we've been we've been a lot of stuff going on. But listen. We, we've been busy, but we We're going to we do our you. next show live from the Wawa on OBT. Hell yeah, I'm, I'm about that. Let's I'm go about to go right now. Fuck yeah. We love you guys. Love you guys. Goodbye. Bye.